called this morning, Let Me Live. Okay. We saw that nine-year-olds are, are using lit now. Yeah. Can you give me that cup of water before Look, we get this shit started? There's like a lot of things that these kids are saying nowadays that I'm upset about. Yeah, I feel you. Before we get do, any of that. Do, do you, I got a, a joke. Oh, yeah. do, do, you, do you know why ducks have feathers? Why? No. To cover their quack. Uh, yeah, I heard that from a 10 year old. So. <laughs> the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. I'll do the show by myself. Today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the For Film Slate Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian and Chia, and I'm here with Chris Lucky and Lauren Maylilani Kaluka. For the second week in a row. Uh, I'm sure you guys are not getting tired of her lovely voice. She's yeah. on a roll, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just excited to be back. Welcome back. I'm glad that you're excited. Um, Me. Today we're going to talk about, I'm back at hosting, by the way. Thanks for hosting last week. But yeah, no it's problem. My, it's my job now. I know I'm you guys nice. need yeah. some quality every now and again. I'll just that's switch up I'm every now and again. It's, it's quite fun. But um, yeah, it's good to have our original <laughs> setup back. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm back in like command of something. Yeah. Uh, like, not, not that I command the podcast, but I, I, I'm like in commandeering control of like so the opening bits. So I guess today you know? is going to be okay. Ryan's diva day. That's what it sounds like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm back I'm in charge. A, I'm in command. I'm doing this to, uh, <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> so much for being a co-host. I'm back on doing the introduction bits. <laughs> no, okay. You there know, you and the closing bits. Just and that, let that's clarify. Kind of, that's kind of my jam. All right. Kind of like the way that when you don't do the closing, you feel like weird about it. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like when I don't do the you know the mm-hmm. Twitter welcome back yeah. fuck mm-hmm. you welcome back to the Film Say podcast everybody I'm here with these two assholes mm-hmm. and today we're gonna talk about Isle of Dogs but hey. before we do any of that uh, let's do the ketchup hey the condiments mustard whatever the fuck have you guys seen anything recently uh, besides Isle of Dogs I think I saw I've been watching the Seven Deadly Sins oh nice okay yeah, it's oh pretty, it's pretty a nice good anime. anime it's really good oh my god I was really surprised I thought it was gonna be like some overpowered like weird main character kind of like Sword Art Online which kind of sucks you didn't like SAO yeah no, I like the first arc Okay, yeah. After the first, that it's see, the first one was good. The second one, I just feel like, was sort of unnecessary. But the what really tainted the first one for me was like the incest love. I'm just like, bro, that's your cousin. I don't give a fuck what you say. That is still your blood. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep your dick out the family. This is not medieval <laughs> times. It is we do not have a shortage of people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you no. We don't sh- need that. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Sort of online got weird after like the whole. That like the first season. Yeah. yeah. After that, just kind of like, all right, cutie, so go home and do your thing. Um, but Seven Deadly Sins has been really fun. Nice. Uh, surprisingly good. They write like OP anime characters mm-hmm. like really well, which is something that like One Punch did it satirically. Right. But Seven Deadly Sins does it legitimately. And it's good to see that in an anime where it doesn't turn to crap. You know, right. like the anime is still interesting. Yeah. So I've been watching that. And then uh, I watched, did I watch anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Lauren? Uh, been busy. Um, I've actually uh, started watching... God, I'm going to destroy the pronunciation of it. It's also anime. Okay. It's Kakerugui? Kakerugui? Yeah, yeah, that one. What is that? Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Can I just say, it is fan service done fucking right. <laughs> okay. okay? Like, right. I am always the person who's, like, watching shit, and I'm like, huh, fan service. Mm. That's some dumb shit. Like, okay. you know, it's it's easy to point out, but, like, they, like, they make it, they put it in your face, and mm. they're like, this is part of the story. This is important yeah. to understand why gambling is such a big deal in this school. So it's pretty much, you know... You know of course, it's based in a high school, as always, yeah. because Japanese people are, are really weird like that. Mm. Um, and 
it's a Netflix original, and essentially there's the main character. She's like mysterious. She came from nowhere. She's a transfer, and she's just destroying the gambling game. Yeah. Um, By the way, this is people that go to high school specifically for gambling. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then Which they have like this concept. whole like cast system. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up, and it's just so good. It's kind of like. Do you have to like? Uh, are there any qualifications to get into the school? Do you have to have like heightened levels of they don't um, go, manipulation or persuasion? They don't go over that at all it seems like there's a lot there's a varying level amongst everyone um but like it's it's very raunchy it's Mm. very like it's very dark and gritty too though it has some of my favorite shots though you know in anime like when they're doing fan service, they're like close up and the girl's doing like this weird, like almost like orgasm face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like they have so, so many of those shots. Let's get our gambling freak on. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> okay. Just like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. It's, it's, I wasn't it's, it's into gambling like that, but I think I might now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> pretty but. fun anime. I read I read some of the manga. I haven't seen the anime. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you like the manga, definitely read. Or if you like the manga, definitely watch nice. the anime. I've never read the manga, but I know it's uh, a little bit it's, more it's, intense. It's, it's a little weird. Yeah. yeah so, um, something I haven't gotten the chance to see, but I'm going to see this weekend is uh, my hero, no, Boku no Hero. Yes, Academia. I started watching it again a couple of days ago. Yes. What do you think so far? It's only I mean, one I, season. I mean, of course. I mean, yeah. Not one no, season. Sorry, no. it's two seasons. I'm sorry. There's yeah. only one episode out in this new season, yep. though. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's. I mean, it was cool. I just, I, you can tell it's just there as a transitional into the new season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, what about you, Chris? What you watch? Oh, I have been watching the, um, they put um, Zuckerberg on trial. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did see a couple He's minutes of that. creepy. I never realized how creepy Zuckerberg is. Mm. I, I had mixed feelings about it. Like, I, I sat there, and I guess it was on a Tuesday, a Monday or a Tuesday, and um, I just sat there and watched the entire thing on my phone. Was it like a three-hour proceeding? It was, yeah, like three, three and a half, four hours. Damn. Like, I mean, the first two hours, well, two hours and 20 minutes, no breaks. It was just senator after senator after senator, and they all have a um, time restraints. Right. You know, so they only have 10 to 15 minutes to be able to ask questions. Mm. So this was my issue, because I do have issue with the um, the Privacy Act and, and everything that they have with um, with Facebook, mm-hmm. and I do believe, as they were pointing out, that you're selling our information to advertisers in order to bring revenue into your your company, company in Facebook. Yeah, yeah. but um, my issue with that is that you have each senator coming up with a sp- um, a small amount of time. They'll ask him a direct question, and if they don't get the answer that they want, they just cut his ass off and be like, "Oh well, because um, we only have a short amount of time, time, then I have to cut you off." So right. it's just like it was almost like bullying. You yeah. have one person after the next asking questions, looking for the answer, and then just cutting them off if they don't get what they want. So it was like, although I wasn't a Zuckerberg fan, I'm also not a fan of bullying. And that's what it felt like from person after person after person just in his ass. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this about? Here's uh, my take on that. Because, I, yeah, I don't like the invasion of privacy either. Oh, yeah, I no. Mean, it, it's fucked up. Yeah. And, and I get it. People are concerned about it. But if you're going to ask the dude mm. that has literally invented the biggest social media platform yeah. out there right now and made an entire revenue stream out of making you, the user, the fucking product, yeah. you, hey, get people that know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Every senator. I think maybe there was like two of them that had like really solid questions. Yeah. But every question was fucking stupid. Uh. It, it was so like... It was like watching like a like a it was like it was like watching a sculptor try to teach a cat how to sculpt. You know, yeah. it, it's fucking ridiculous. They're they're asking questions like, 
uh, like, how much data do you store? How much? How many data categories do you store? Mm. And Zuckerberg's like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, what are you? <laughs> I guess we store, we categorize it this way, but like, they're asking questions that don't really mean anything to further the conversation mm. uh, about like the privacy and social media and whatnot. So a lot of the time, Zuckerberg's just like, hey, man, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Like, what, what does that question even mean? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I was there for like three hours watching this guy, and it's like he he held his composure. Like, I mean, they grilled him. Uh, one guy, uh, Bloomberg, was uh, Bloomberg, and one other senator really got to the the point of what we were trying to do here, right. you know. But um, for the m- most part, I can't. It, like I said, they're just outdated. A lot of these senators are the yeah, old. Yeah, that's my main point. Like, they yeah. just don't know what they're yeah what, what they're talking about. With yeah, them. they they understand that that privacy is being leaked, and that our um that our ability to to keep our information. One of the the first senators asked um, Zuckerberg, he was like, all right, now, now that you're sitting here, uh, would you mind telling us where, what hotel you stayed at last night? And Zuckerberg was like, what? Uh, <laughs> no. And the crowd kind of murmured a little bit. He was like, okay, uh, what about um, if you would go through your phone, could you tell me the last person that you text message on your phone? And then he was like, uh, no, Senator, I wouldn't be willing to do that. And then everybody's laughing, and this guy's setting him up. He was like, all right, so why do you think it's okay to give out the information of privacy through Facebook? And then it was like, oh, boom! <laughs> but then the answer to that is because you, you said no. we could. <laughs> oh, exactly. So then the next person was like, well, I read your terms of in uh, terms and uh, conditions of agreement and then there's there's 12 different links and 12 different pages and it's, I don't think that you want the people to even understand what's going on in here so could you please in layman terms explain to me 50 pages of um, of your privacy agreement and Zuckerberg was like you want me to explain you know what 50 pages of this he was like well let me tell you what it means in general cut off nope don't want to hear it you know, right. so it was like it was a bunch of that so I'm just like I don't know it was compelling television it was like some of the most compelling real life stuff that I've seen since uh, Donald Trump versus Hillary in right. that but, I mean but, but it's, a, it's a performance for the It's Senate. farce. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, um, the Donald Trump versus Hillary is it's farce. It's performance. Right. is just compelling television that means nothing in the nothing. long run. And, like, the, 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 I think that the real thing that got me is, apart from them asking outdated questions, mm. uh, we have the Cambridge Analytica thing. That, that happened recently. Where, like, a company that just, like, data breaches, which is why Facebook got caught up in this whole mess anyway. Because mm. people realized that Cambridge was selling information that they shouldn't have been able to sell. Oh, yeah. And Facebook's just like, oh, no, we're not selling your information. Oh, shit, we actually are. Definitely they are. actually hacked. They, they didn't hack. It was just a breach of contract. Yeah. And so, like, people are treating Zuckerberg, like, I, I get it that he's the founder of this. And I get it that he's CEO of the company and mm. whatnot. And, like, he has some level of responsibility. Yeah. But they're they're attacking him like he's the only guy selling private user information yeah. across all platforms. I should have brought like the guy from Snapchat, the guy from Instagram. Like if you wanted a comprehensive conversation about social media and what the use of privacy means, mm-hmm. you have to bring in everybody that's yeah. in the realm of privacy. That'd be nice. Or people that have some influential. But to ask like seventy five to like sixty five year old senators mm-hmm. That just go like, oh, my fucking farm bill crops died because they don't really understand the technology. Uh, it's it's that it's didn't difficult. Happen, but that, is, that was a funny meme, though. <laughs> it is a funny meme. Um, that's the point is that they they're outdated with the platform. They don't understand the platform. Is what I'm trying to say, mm. or they don't understand what social media is like doing. And and so ask trying them to ask questions. It's just like fucking. It's just uh, it's pointless. <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing was pointless. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, in in, in the end, it is um, the the main point Zuckerberg tried to get across is um, a little bit what you were saying is mm-hmm. that not only me, but I think we need to have laws across the board. Yeah. You know that because we don't have the laws for social media to really govern everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, one senator in particular, he was like, "What about children? It's like we have to be able to protect children online and through Facebook and all through." 
uh, a number of platforms. And Zuckerberg was like, well, if we want to do that, then we need more stringent laws, not just for me, but across the board of the internet and the no. social abilities. But I mean, that's what we're going to in the next we're five years. This. And, and, and like, I, I'm trying to be facetious with my language, but what I really do mean is just like, that conversation needs to happen with people that know that conversation. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening. Because oh, yeah. otherwise, it's just like, eh, It's pointless, yeah. You're going to have, like, three guys explaining to, like, three hundred, like 35 people, like, what the fuck they're talking They're, you know, mm-hmm. there to talk about. Oh, yeah. And you have annoying. very beautiful skin, Brian. Thank you. You're I appreciate that. You're uh, uh, Cheers. All right. <laughs> 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 nice way to break up the conversation. I was like, I have nothing to contribute to that <laughs> conversation except for Mark Zuckerberg is really creepy looking. You see that haircut? He has a weird haircut. God, I hate that. It's like the stereotypical, like, I don't get pussy haircut. Like He's getting some pussy now. I mean, yeah, because of his money, because of his clout, but not because of who he is and what he looks like. Not what he looks like. Who he is is what gives him the pussy. What he looks like is a major deterrent. I mean, I guess who he is, I mean, personality-wise, because the man lacks personality. Mm. Let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, not my type at all. I don't, I don't <laughs> Did you see the Photoshop they did of uh, Data? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saved that. So I saved funny. that I love because I'm a Star Trek fan, so yeah, <laughs> loved that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a really weird situation. The, the reason why I'm scared of this whole situation about social media and privacy is because they've already shut down like the back pages and the personal ads of Craigslist. Oh, my yeah. God. Which he, was a bit, he was a bit salty about. Oh, what my God. No I, didn't even, I didn't even put that in my fucking catch-up rundown. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. What? Got a big problem with the internet here. Okay. Huge problem. All right. So, shit, I, I, asked my, I asked my girlfriend for, for permission to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is okay. okay. She's It's not okay, but she said it was okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. So, so like, what, what we like to do every now and again is, like, say you're in North Carolina or you're in South Carolina or New Orleans or whatever state that you're in, you can always go on the Craigslist personals and women seeking men, or you can go to Backpage and find women, you know, that are in the area. You know, so, like, we'll be in, like, Louisiana or, you know, uh-huh. or wherever we're at, and then we'll order a hooker, you mm-hmm. know? But now it's, For like... For you guys to share? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, but, but, I'll see y'all. But, but the problem is, like, now we were in New Orleans recently, and um, the FBI has seized all of those pages, so you can't, no more Craigslist, as far as personals, they still have Craigslist a page, yeah, but yeah, no yeah. more Craigslist personals, and no more back page, and I'm just like, I am pissed beyond pissedivity because of that, <laughs> for, you know, for, for number one. And it's like, so... Sorry, so pissedivity is yes, one of my favorite words. Because, right because we're, we're looking at, we're looking at what's happening with um, with net neutrality, and then the, that's, that's censorship in, in a way. We're looking yeah. at what's happening with Facebook, and I believe that is going to be a complete overhaul at the way that we are yeah. interacting on the internet and we're looking at the FBI seizing things from the internet that they don't deem to be okay so I'm just like we if, when, when I first started on the internet in 1999 I was like okay this is a free place where everybody can do anything if you hate God then you can have a whole website being like fuck yeah. God you know it's like you can do everything yeah. and it's like if you want to buy whores online if, if women want to sell sex online then you can do those things and if you don't then you stay away from those places yeah. you know but now it's like you don't even have the ability to go there it's just you're, you're, they're deciding for us, yeah. and that's what's pissing me the entire fuck off. Like, don't decide for me what I can do. Don't right. decide for other people what they can do. And it's like, see, I, I don't the, like the I, I reckon that the, like my biggest concern with that is that that it's a gateway. You know, they mm-hmm. they took down the neutrality. Now they it took is. out the backspace yes. of of Greckless and whatever. Now they're going after the social media guys. Yep. So like then they're gonna put in more and more sort of strong like check holds and, and check and they they're yep. doing it on the guise of like 
protecting our children, protecting our social morality. Mm -hmm. It's a safety for these people. But what they're really doing is they're controlling the flow of information. Yes, we're going to be fucking China eventually. Like, oh, you can't even access these websites through this ISP. You can't access this. You can't access this information through this way. I'm like, it is fucking bananas, man. Yeah, no, it's insane and it's terrifying. And we should really be keeping up with that, like, way more than we... We get involved in our lives pretty, like, a lot. Yeah. And so it's hard to keep up with, like, this weird sort of big political things that happen. But the internet is one of those things that has to remain sort of free of policing mm-hmm. on the on the censorship scale of things. Yeah. Like, people should have this open forum. And, like, the reason they said it's under child trafficking laws and, like, sex trafficking laws and, yeah. like, the safety of those. But a lot of those personal ads and a lot of those backspace ads and Craigslist spaces like that were, first of all, huge, like, meeting spaces for LGBT communities. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where they would organize their things for your judgment. Yeah. And then, second of all, that's, like, how people organize a lot of protesting and a yes. lot of uh, and a lot of uh, anti-government governmental sense, like activities yeah um because they're not policed yep. and if you take that away you're controlling the flow of information you're controlling how these people organize yes. and that's really 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 fucking dangerous especially when we got this orange con in office yep. um that yep. is you know so concerned about his image and yep. sort of pseudo dictatorship that he's got going on we just and bombed syria yesterday by well, the way I was about yeah. to say, he yeah. was punishing syria is yeah. how he said that the, yeah. like what? which like what kind of like daddy complex do you have to like <laughs> yeah. bomb an entire country i say you're punishing them you know it's yep. uh, so so it's fucked up and and it, it, i just I just don't want to get to a point where that orange buffoon stays in office way longer than he did because he started a new war with somebody and that's yeah. That sets a precedent. It's just like, oh, well, he's got a third term now. Oh, and the next thing you know, we have, you know, a boot like Putin, you know? Mm. Uh, which is, um, it's, they should have given up. Obama the third term if that was the case. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Giving us time to at least find someone better than Trump, like... I mean, that, that's that's our choice. We made the decision. I like, know. The yeah. three of us in the room and then the rest of the United States, like, we have the power to change these things, but it's it's unfortunate that... I mean, no, I voted, okay. We, we made, like, like, half the decision, <laughs> really. We, we, made, we made a tiny bit of the decision. Uh, That's really what it comes down to. I uh, like I don't I, I don't want to make a, a grandeur political statement, yeah. but the elections got severely manipulated. They've always been severely manipulated. But that's what I'm saying. It's like if, if yeah. it's always the same, then it's like mm-hmm. I can't say that this was different. And it's like we, you know. Well, I'm not saying it was different, but I'm saying that it was manipulated in favor of someone that the American people did not want. But but what about when George Bush uh, Jr. when he was when he was uh, elected the second time? You know, the exact same president happened. It's like this isn't something that is new or unfounded. It's like we understand that these things not only are possible but will happen. You know, so it's like if you go into a fight and you get sunker punch each time, mm-hmm. how about you? You know, I mean, yeah, but that, that doesn't make that doesn't because doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it any less easier to avoid happening because there are so many millions of dollars manipulating that information. Oh yeah, and there are so many sort of political bureaucracies manipulating all that information that mm. really, like, we can complain and we can protest and we can do whatever, mm. and unless it forms like this huge sort of scandal where they shoot thirty-five protesters in front of the White House, there's really not going to be that much change because they just they right. just do. You know, social control, they do reporting control, they spin the story in the media, mm. and people that live their placid lives just go like, all right, whatever, they got shot. And right. then they move on. <clears throat> it's, it's a matter, it, it's a controlling of information that's mm. like the real problem in those things. We, th- we did make our choice, a lot of us did vote. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, man, th- that sort of manipulation happens. And honestly, it's out of, our, it's out of most people's reach for a lot of the time. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would like I like to be optimistic and I like to feel like having some semblance mm-hmm. of control. And it's just when you look at the uh, the turnout of voting from when uh, Barack Obama was elected in mm-hmm. his second term and the turnout of voting from uh, minorities in this election, it's compl- it's almost a 180 degree. Difference, no, no, no. I totally you know? get it. So it's like I, I understand that it's like that. This election was manipulated, just like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the man- elections are manipulated through time. But it's just like we we had to turn out even harder. And I'm not putting blame on myself or anyone in the room, but just as a whole, like we have power. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's going to take a lot more effort, you know, than it was going to take the other side. You mm-hmm. know, five, ten times more effort, but we do have, you know, some yeah. semblance of power. And I'm not, I'm not taking I'm not taking responsibility away from that. Like yeah. I think I think it's a combination of both yes. things. Definitely. Like it has been manipulated, yes. but also fucking read up and get your shit together Hell and yeah. do all this stuff. Anyway, I, I feel like that was like 15 minutes of political yeah, we went all discourse. Way in. <laughs> so I'm annoyed by I'm annoyed by several things that I want to talk about before we cut. Okay. Uh, and they, <laughs> I, I learned me some things, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And uh, they all happened yesterday. Mm. Uh, I I went to the barbershop yesterday. <clears throat> God damn it! Yeah. I went to I went to the barbershop yesterday. Mm. And uh, the barbershop that I went to didn't have a receptionist or like a person to talk to anybody when you walk into the shop. So it's just kind of like all the barbers are doing a haircut. And then you walk in and then you just kind of like have to stand in the middle of the room and (laughs) hope someone addresses you for you to get your fucking beard trimmed. Uh, Stop that. (laughs) No. Hire the dedicated receptionist to make your customers feel welcome. That'd be nice. Because like I went into a shop. And, I, and they're playing loud music, so I got to walk right next to the guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude sitting on this chair that's like, dude, I'm just getting my haircut. Why are you here? Yeah. And then there's the guy going like, it, it, yeah, no, it, it's going to be 15 minutes. And then you're going to be like, what? And then it's 15 minutes. And then you try to ask the price. And it's a weird hassle to communicate. And mm-hmm. then they send you to some other guy. I get a receptionist. <laughs> I, I, I would like to know like what percentage does have the receptionist because like that I have the same experience. Even nail shops don't have receptionists. Yeah. Well, they have they have someone that addresses you when you walk in. Sometimes. So like so like like I go to nail salons and every time there's someone that goes like, "Hey, how you doing? What do you need?" And yeah. then you tell them what you need, and they go like, "All right, sit down. We'll get you someone." That's like true. that's enough yeah. of an acknowledgement. Yeah. Oh, okay. So but that's you walk what in you're looking for. Right, just an acknowledgement you don't need of someone, my presence. Like, sitting at the desk waiting to like. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like and even if they're doing them. work, at least walk away from the person you're doing the work from. Mm. And say, hey, what do you need? And I just be like, I'm here for a bill trim. And then the guy goes like, yeah, Word, this is I got totally you. Brian's diva yeah. episode. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I kind of, I get it, I get it wrong. though, because like, I mean, I'm, I get my hair cornrowed like every every other week now, mm-hmm. and I go to an African braiding shop, and it's nothing but women braiding hair and girls or women, other women getting their hair done. So when I walk in there. Everybody's just like, oh, there's a guy in here. What the fuck is going on? And no one comes up to me. You know, no one says anything to me. And my first time, I had to just go up to one of the women braiding someone else's hair and like tell them like, hey, I want my hair done. Oh, well, okay, just go sit over there. Right. Then I sit there. Then nobody comes up to me. I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? Like exact same situation. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's fucked like, up. I it feel is. so unwelcome in yes. the in that barbershop. And they did a really good job. Yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Fuck you. It's yep. not dealing with it. Uh, so that was the first thing that I saw that annoyed me. Mm. <laughs> the second thing that I saw that annoyed me was on Twitter. Someone said, celebrating our 11-month... No, it was Facebook. Celebrating our 11-month anniversary. All right. uh, first of all, it's not an anniversary. <laughs> it's 11 months. All right. It's not 365 days. It's uh, 30 days less than How that. How old was this couple? Yeah. They were like... They were like 
27. Oh, no. Yeah. Come on. You are way past the age. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it's, it, it, was unf- it was, like, not good. <laughs> it's just, like... It's just... I mean, those, those kind of couples... And, you know, I, I, I don't mean to generalize on people's relationships, but those kind of couples who want to celebrate month per month per month yeah. tend to come from relationships that don't last very long. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. uh, whatever, like like apart from the dinner reception relationship, yeah, you're right. They they tend to not last long. But let's say you make it through like the three years. Mm-hmm. Hey, celebrate every twelve months and call that an anniversary. Every eleven months, uh, not an anniversary. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind that. Cause just just because like there's is people trying to be happy. Happy thirty five months, babe. Mm, yeah. Thirty five months we've been together. Thirty five month anniversary. Go fuck yourself. It's not an anniversary. Uh, I'm glad that you're happy. I'm glad That's that your relationship great. is going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, don't fuck up the English language for your fucking wins. Do post about your guys' experience so far. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these past 11 months have been amazing. Don't make it like happy 11-month anniversary. Right. Because that's not what it is. Or if you're going to make it a happy 11-month uh, anniversary, anniversary in heavy quotations, hey, call it something annoying like month anniversary. There we go. <laughs> You yeah. know, call it something annoying. I'm fine if you call it eleven month anniversary, like month anniversary. Yeah, I'll be just like, all right, you're annoying, but I give it to you. You know, don't what? call it an anniversary. You know what? I was on the other side. Now yeah. I'm 100 percent on your side. Yeah, because I have a problem with with people mucking up language. Yeah, and anniversary literally means one year. Yes, literally. You know, yeah, literally. Any, literally. Any. Exactly. It's the Latin for one fucking year. Yeah. 365 yeah. days, not yeah. 335. You uncultured swine. Yeah, because like, but, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like I'm all the way on your side because yeah. like I, I didn't want to like down people for being happy if you want to celebrate a month then celebrate a month yeah. if you want to celebrate a week then do that and be happy but if you're calling it an anniversary it's gonna be a fucking wrong. year yes then you are wrong and shut the fuck up yes so no i'm exactly I'm with you. I, i'm with you <laughs> call it a month anniversary yep. not an anniversary yes i'm okay with that all right hey if you're celebrating 25 months yep hey two years and yep. one month is not an anniversary yeah, it was at 24 months. It was at 24 months. <laughs> yep. Not at 25. Nope. Shut the fuck up and go be happy somewhere else. There we go. Uh, I'm with it. I baha bug all of that. Like, mm. make it to a year first, then, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah one year. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, if you make it through the year, do whatever the fuck annoying shit you want. You made it through 365 days. Mm. Right. You've seen the weird part of each other's genitals, you know, where the moles mm. are. Just mm. fucking stick with that. I'm okay with that. Does anybody have a, um, all right, so taint? Gooch and scrotum. Yeah. Does anybody? All, the, uh, you mean taint? That's well, what I said. Well, taint and okay, gooch are the same pan. thing. No, taint and gooch. Taint and, and gooch are the same thing. Scrotum mm-hmm. is where the ball sack. Now, is now, the ball scrotum sack. is the ball sack. It's, yeah, it's the, the ball actual sack. ball sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, from from the taint and the gooch, do you have a preference of those words? I, I prefer taint. Taint. Mm. I'm a gooch guy. Yeah. The reason I prefer taint is because taint sounds. It can be like like funny and playful. Mm. But it can also be angry, you know? Let me lick your taint. Yeah, you know? Yeah, like it can be like sex. Yeah. It's just like grab the taint over here. It's like playful and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, hey, let me fucking set my taint on your face and be angry about mm-hmm. it. It's a versatile word, you know? When you like want to like put someone down, it's just like, hey, lay down. My taint's going on your face. Or you're going to be just be like, hey, why don't you lay down? Uh, my taint's going on your face. It's a different connotation. Yeah. Gooch, you, can, you can't really be angry and say gooch. Are you a you know? dom? I don't know. I think I'm okay. a think switch. Switch a roo. Your verse? Okay. Because yeah. that totally was, uh, he totally gave some Dom vibes. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm into that. Um, yeah, probably a switch. Um, so, um, <laughs> why Gooch? What about yeah, the, why like, why? I don't know. It just sounds more like Someone fun who's and playful. like so 
uh, into language. It's mm. just I would imagine you'd be more of a taint guy because I mean, like no, it's like I if I take a shower and then if my girl be like, "Are you clean?" I'm like, yeah, I washed my scrotum and my gooch got in there real good. Mm. And, and then she'd be like, "No, that's your fucking taint. It's not your gooch." I don't know. It's just See, like, gooch is a funny word. Yeah, gooch. Is, it almost sounds like 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 the 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 clothing. Like like Gucci. Yeah, I was I was I always think it sounds like cooch. Cooch. And I was yeah. like, I don't have a cooch, so I got a gooch though. <laughs> You know, you but gooch. women have gooches too, technically. No, they do. They do. But yeah. I, I only have the gooch, oh. so it's like I'm, I'm claiming that it's, it's some sort of like like yeah. vocabulary compensation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that vocabulary compensation. All right. Here's a here's the last thing I'm annoyed. Like I witnessed yesterday, and I'm saying I went to Denny's after watching All the Dogs, mm-hmm. which by the way we watched in the same showing. Didn't even know we were fucking sitting there. Yeah. Shut up. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I was wild smacked. <laughs> So smacked. Like, this is how smacked I was. All right, so the movie starts at 7.35 or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like 20 minutes of previews. So as soon as the movie opens up to where it starts at the beginning, so I get up because I didn't want somebody to come in late and take my seat, which probably would have been Brian and Elsie Pills because they got there I was like there at 7.40, motherfucker. 7.40. You know, so it's like, I'm, I'm there at like, you know, 7.30. Nice. So it's like, I waited till the movie start. I got up and went and still, like I said, wild smack. Went and got in line to get a drink. So um, I pay for it, and then I guess how in your brain, especially when you're a little high, that you kind of get in repetition mode. Nah. So I was like, I want a small drink. He was like, all right. I gave him my credit card. Then he was about to hand me back the credit card receipt, and he stops, and he starts staring at it, and then he shows it to the guy working beside him, and I was like, are they about to make another joke about my name because they see my credit card, and they say Lucky on there. I don't right. got time for this shit. Like, I want to go see my movie. <laughs> and that's what my, my thought process is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You know, then he was like, is that right? $6.15 for a drink? Is that serious? He's like, yeah, that's how much it costs. So then he gives me my credit card back and my receipt and then I turned to walk away to go back to the theater mm-hmm. and he goes hey man hey 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 and then I'm like what and it was like you, you, don't, you don't want your drink <laughs> and I completely forgot about, about the, the drink that yes. you just paid I just paid for that it and walked $6 away $6.15 cent yes. drink you were about to leave that happens behind. a lot what beer did you get no I just got a what's the name a cup Oh, just, a cup? A, just a cup. Oh. Yeah, for small drink. Oh, Jesus. Wild smacked. So, th- so then I come back in, and like I said, Brian and Elsie Pills, they're up behind me to the mm. left somewhere, and I'm hearing what I thought was like a, a middle-aged woman, yeah. you know, kind of <laughs> laughing a little bit. But like, seriously, I didn't even put two and two together. That, uh, like, that's Brian, yep. you know, behind me. But like, yeah, I was, I did hear. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so <laughs> anyways, it was great that we watched that movie together. Yeah. Um, but also, I went to Denny's immediately after that movie. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with LZ Pills. And burr, 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 burr. <laughs> she already deteriorated. I beat you too, oh, but it's okay. <laughs> mm. yeah. And so uh, we're eating there, and then like this, like three. And, and fuck, I, I'm gonna sound like such an asshole saying okay. this, but yeah. whatever. Like three women walk by, and they look kind of like like they could have been like sun doubles for Big Mama in Big Mama's house. Okay, you know, right. yeah. like they were they were absolutely massive woman, mm. you okay. know. And 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 whatever. BB that's dubs, fine. Dubs, man. BB dubs. No, no. <laughs> it was like it was like like unattractively so. You know, it, it was like dangerously so for like their 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 well, health. Mm. Uh, they, oh. they they looked like they were unhealthy. Is what I'm saying. They were fatties, is what you call it. Uh, yeah. Well, they were fat, but they were unhealthy. Fat. So they weren't big and beautiful. They were big and and undying is <laughs> is kind of where I'm going so with. So they're BDW. Yeah, <laughs> the big dying woman. Mm-hmm. And so they sat down and. <laughs> And yeah. the, and they sat down to the table directly next to us, mm. which is fine. But then this woman orders a sweet tea, mm. no ice. Yeah. Which is already means that you're just getting pure fucking sweet tea, no dilution. It's gonna be like hundred grams of sugar in that mm. shit. Two minutes later, the waitress comes around with the sweet tea, and then as she sets the sweet tea down, the same woman 
orders of sherry Sprite, no ice. And mm. like the two, she hasn't even drank her sweet tea. Yeah. And she knows she wants sweet tea and sherry Sprite. Yeah. Combined, that's like at least 200 grams of sugar. Lots of sugar, yeah. That yeah. is an amazing amount of sugar mm. for someone that's conceivably dying because of health choices. Okay. You know? And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just like baffled by the sheer irresponsibility of that choice. No, nah, yeah, you're coming off like an asshole. You know? Yeah, no. Nice asshole. <laughs> I am an asshole. That is an asshole thing like, to like, say. Because like, if I look at like my lifestyle yeah. choices and the things that I do and like health-wise, then I could just like contradict, I mean, uh, condemn anyone around me at any time. Yeah. No, you absolutely can. And I'm not condemning them because I shoved a bunch of pancakes into yeah, my fucking face. What I'm, saying, yeah. I'm, just ba- I'm just, I'm baffled by the delivery vehicle of your unhealthiness. Okay. You know? Sweet tea and cherry Sprite. <laughs> Like at the same goddamn time, the Let two cups were at their time. Life, she only got one, and it's clear her priorities is what she puts in her mouth. Yeah. So it's just what the fuck, dude. I don't know. It just it, it was just a weird, bizarre thing to witness. Because I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm being more, more conscious of like sugar intake. Okay. And just because I need to, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm just like bitter that she got to do that. Okay. Maybe I'm projecting. But what the fuck, dude? Like. That's 200 grams of sugars right there on the table in two, like, like 24-ounce like, glasses. Do you know my every day is like I'll see someone, you're eating bread? <laughs> you're eating a piece of bread right now. How the fuck do you continue to live eating that bread right now? Right. I just drink water for the past four hours and intermediate fasted, and you're eating that candy bar? No. You know, like, like everything sets me off. So it's like I, I get no. what you're saying, the, the projection of I was just you're baffling. watching, it you're was watching just your baffling. sugar intake, so now you see it everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see it's just, it. And like normally, I let it go. Normally, it doesn't. I don't care what people get. Mm. But it's just the the sheer amount of like bollocks that you need to have as a person to stare someone in the eyes and go, "Hey, I want two cups of like straight up liquid sugar." I mean, it's, it's the, the judgment is because <laughs> so of where their body already is. Like, if you've yeah. seen like Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1980, and he, was I would like, still be like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, there's like, yeah, she's fat, so yeah. like, it's it's a weirder choice because now I'm worried about her health. Yeah. But like, if I saw. <laughs> Like if I if, if you sat down next to me and you ordered a sweet tea and a cherry sprite at yeah. the same time, no ice, yeah. I'd be like, Christopher, we gotta talk, dude. What the fuck is happening? Uh, like I'd be concerned. I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. There wouldn't be reason for concern though. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. I think <laughs> if anything, it's just I mean, she's a glutton. That's that's yeah. really it. Yeah. And I think that's just what's kind of setting you off. That she I think is, so too. She has the audacity mm. to be gluttonous like that. It, was, but, it just I fucking mean, baffled me, man. <laughs> like, shout out to her. Live your life. I'm yeah. not fat shaming. Yeah. But fucking, dude. It sounds <laughs> like he's fat. Because <laughs> like, like, I have to like diet hardcore for most of the week. But whenever I do go in, it's like for those days, like you might see me eating ridiculous amounts of food and sugar and cake and yeah. all this shit at one time. I'm like, dude, like, why are you doing this? It's like, because I can. You know, right. but, but, it, but it's like with the lady that might be 500 pounds, it's like, if you do this, you might die. Yeah. You know, so it's like health. There's body, a very health. deliberate health concern. Yeah, like health there. reasons. If you care about the person, don't want to see them die, then good. But if mm. you don't give a fuck about them, then go ahead and eat yourself to you know? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. I was just, <laughs> I was just baffled by that choice yeah. to the point where I saved it in my mind yeah. and and wanted to talk about it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just upsetting, man. It was yeah. just upsetting. Well, I'm sorry you mm. were so upset by the fat lady living her best life, but <laughs> um, my birthday passed. Yeah, weekend. oh, so nice. this not this weekend. This past Tuesday, uh-huh. um, and like. I watched I watched Isle of Dogs mm-hmm. on my birthday, but mm. no one from For Film's sake said happy birthday. Oh, that's true. Kind of upset about it, but that's okay. Yeah, no I, I, even no I didn't say happy birthday. No big deal for Film's sake. I, I, I was from For Film's sake. I, I said happy birthday. No. 
Well, no, I mean, you guys uh, don't count. I mean, the listeners, oh, because oh. we were just like, mm. oh, hey, listeners. Oh, the for film Sakers didn't the say Sakers, happy birthday. Yeah, the uh, Sakers didn't say shit. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I fucking appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm the one of the ghosts for this shit. I didn't even say happy birthday to you. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. I thought about it like on Wednesday, and I was just like, it's too late. I'm just going to have to live with it. <laughs> so that's a, here, here's something interesting, right? Because like I ran into a girl that I know um, at the mall, and she was just like, and I really hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. She might, but she's just like I, I don't really talk to her. We just know each other because she dates um, one of my friends, right. and she was like, "Oh, uh, happy belated birthday!" And I'm mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, thanks." But in the back of my head is like, "Bitch, why do you say? Why do you care now? <laughs> why do you care now? We're friends on every social media platform. You yeah. didn't, you didn't say shit to me. Mm-hmm. So like, why say it to me just because we're in person? Is it because you don't? We don't have anything to talk about. Well, there's a reason why we don't have anything to talk about. So let's keep it that way because clearly I don't really like talking to you. So it's just kind of like funny to me. And I uh, wanted to know like uh, how hearing like happy that. belated birthday, um, how, how you guys receive that. Because it's just kind of like to me, it's like, I mean, let's say if it's like the day afterward, after yeah. like the day directly after. Sure. You have like about a day buffer yeah, after the birthday to say happy belated. Yep. Bitch told me this three days ago, three days after my birthday. And yes. I'm just like. Stop. Bitch, you late. Like, I, I don't I really care things. anymore. Got two things on that. Number two one, things. is it not more important for like a face to face, like um, someone saying something to you as opposed to like internet, social media? I mean, it's not necessarily. I mean, yeah, I get where you're coming from with that, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's more genuine on a face to face type, I guess, value. But yeah. like, my thing, my, th- this is the angle that I'm coming from, right? Yeah. If you had never seen me, mm. if and we never speak as is, yeah. why bother to try and strike up a conversation with me by leading it with happy belated birthday? Because we don't talk on a normal basis, so mm. let's continue to not speak to each you other. You would have preferred like there was just, you see each other, then you give each other eyes and just continue to walk by You're each You're like, other. oh, hi, hi, and then just leave it at that. On top of which, I was on the phone with someone too. So, uh, bitch, clearly, I'm, I'm not trying to have a conversation with you because I'm already invested in a co- another conversation. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm uh, with Lauren on this. I'm the, absolutely with Lauren. And my, my, my other point mm-hmm. with the uh, the belated birthday thing. Now, my, personally, I will do this. So, say it's your birthday. Say it's your birthday tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'll know that it's your birthday tomorrow. Now, because of social media and Facebook and all that stuff, then everybody else knows your birthday. Yeah. You don't even have to keep it in your memory that it's your friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, throughout the day, you'll have twenties of tens of hundreds of people just showering you with happy birthday. Yeah. And after like the tenth or fifteenth person, it's just a notification of happy birthday. Happy birthday. You don't even pay attention to who the these things are because you get hundreds of them right. so i'm like i don't want to get trapped up in the the onslaught and the wave of happy birthdays mm-hmm. so either i'm going to send you to be like one of the first five people like lauren is like i'll hit you up yeah. first thing in the morning yeah. or i'll wait like a full day or Chris two days on top of it for you sure. know i'll wait a full day or two days so the whole wave is done then I'm like okay now i got a special happy birthday because yeah. nobody's saying happy <laughs> birthday right now it's just me <laughs> i restrict it to the 24 hour rule like mm-hmm. you have my birthday and the day after mm-hmm. to wish me any sort of last minute happy birthdays, but three days later, and bitch, we don't really talk like that. Don't even put in the day. effort. Don't even put in the effort. Like, because I don't want. Now I feel obligated to 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 spend like niceties on you that I could have been spending on someone else. Like, like, like you just gonna bring me a birthday gift to my birthday party at my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all today, all of us had a little diva moment. You know, but 
I think part of it too is that I really just don't like this bitch. So yeah, it's just that's what like, like yeah. that, that, that doesn't help anything. Yeah. Yeah. If it had been someone that I like, you know, yeah. enjoyed yeah. speaking to, I probably wouldn't have minded that much. But it's no, just but like, I totally get that. There's some people that can get away with yeah. doing a fucked up social thing because yep. you love them enough. Right. But everyone that you don't love enough, they do a fucked up social thing. They're yep. gonna be in my head going like, "Fuck you, you yep. asshole." <laughs> What the hell did you make me go through that for, you fucking inconsiderate prick? Yep. And let's That's just the, take it back. Let's just take it back just a little bit uh, more, uh, like, even away from the ha- the ha- from the birthday yeah. shit, just in general. Like, yeah. if you and someone else both have this, like, sort of unspoken understanding that y'all not really for each other, y'all don't really like each other, y'all not, don't really socialize. Yeah. Why, if in a public setting, you know, you happen to run into each other, would you want to try to acknowledge the other person? Mm. It's just kind of like, it's like, it's like, oh, we went to the same high school, but we never spoke. So why do you want to speak now? Just because like our only line of connection is that we went to the same high school. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas it's like, oh, we went to high school together. We actually used to hang out. We used to go to the same birthday parties or, we used to, you know, be in the same smoke circles. Cool. That's reason enough to like strike up a conversation and say, Hey, how's it going? And catch up. That's how you're doing. But like, I I I am so not invested in any part of your life. So can we not? Can we yeah. just not? Walk but away. there could be something like Pretend. bigger to be gained. I don't know. I was I watched a movie recently, and then uh, two brothers got separated at birth. They knew nothing about each other at all. But then in the end, they found out that you know that they actually were brothers, and then the connection that they had, and then they accomplished some great things by the end of the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll, well me and this bitch you know, were not totally going to be related. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, oh. Lauren, I, uh, I I I gotta cut you off <laughs> for forty one minutes. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cut and then talk about uh, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be we'll be right back. Yeah. That was a lot of anger in today's <laughs> thing. We're right back. <laughs> Listen, I, I I don't I don't keep track of people, man. Speaking of yeah. uh, discovering um, who who siblings are, yeah. let's that's a great segue into our our the meat of our show oh. or your show. Sorry, oh. it's our show today, just because I'm on it <laughs> and I'm still riding the high from the like last episode. Last week. Bless your heart. It's our show today. Thanks. I'll allow it. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. Oh, we're back. My, yeah, yeah, we're back. Oh, and welcome back to the film. <laughs> oh, that's right. Welcome back. <laughs> the meat part of the episode. Um, well, today I we'll be covering. <laughs> we'll be covering uh, Isle of Dogs, and um, let's see. It's a PG thirteen movie. It's, I feel uh, inadequate now. Let's <laughs> 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 Chris do your thing. Like, oh well, all right, you know. But um, we'll be doing an Isle of Dogs. It's a PG thirteen movie. It came out this year. It's a drama fantasy. It's one hour and forty one minutes. Um, the rundown is when an executive decree all well when an executive by, by executive decree all the canine pets of Megasaki City are exiled to a vast garbage dump called Trash Island. Twelve-year-old Atari sets off alone in a miniature junior turbo prop and flies across the river in search for his bodyguard dog Spots. There, with the assistance of a pack of newly found mongrel friends, he begins an epic journey that will decide the fate of the future of the entire prefecture. Uh, it's written and directed by Wes Anderson, as Brian Cranston, he plays Chief. Uh, That's what I knew I recognized the I voice. Was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, because I read Bill Murray's name in the credits, in the and I was just like, fuck, is Chief Bill Murray? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Naga. Yeah, Brian Cranston played Chief. Uh, Koyo Ranking played Atari, the boy. Ed Norton played Rex. Right. Bill Morey played oh, Boss. Ed voice. Yeah. I loved hearing it. My, my favorite <laughs> character in the movie was uh, Duke, played by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Uh, Greta Gerwig played uh, Tracy Walker, the um, the, the one the that American had the pro girl? dog. Um, pro yeah. Dogs, yeah. yeah, that was Greta Gerwig. And Frances McDormand played the interpreter slash announcer. Oh, the, uh, the, yeah, that's the, awesome. The yeah. lady announcing. And um, Scarlett Johansson played the cute dog Nutmeg. Nutmeg. That is a that is a really stellar cast. Oh, really like is. all about that cast. Like I, all of them have amazing voices. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I gotta say, like, just I fucking loved. The shit out of this movie. It's fun. And this is a great like, follow-up from his last animated film, Fantastic Mr. Fox. No, Mr. Fox, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so good. I, uh, I'm, like, I'm a Wes Anderson guy. I like Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I didn't like... Was his last movie, The Grand Budapest? Was that the latest movie? I don't know if that was the latest one, but uh, I'll look up the... Uh, yeah, the filmography. But, like, because I watched The Grand Budapest Hotel recently. Yeah. And I didn't like The Grand Budapest. I think it was Grand Budapest was the last one because before that was Moonrise. And yeah. before that was... It was Darjeeling Unlimited. Darjeeling. Yeah. Which Darjeeling's amazing. It's such a great movie. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like... I, 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 I honestly did not care at all for Grand Budapest Hotel. I felt okay. like that was the point where Wes Anderson was doing too much style over substance. Mm. And like the movie felt sort of cartoony, and like the style just didn't—it just didn't work for me for the story that he was telling. Mm. But it was—it was a fun movie visually, but I, I didn't connect with it at all. Mm. But in in this movie, because it's animated, I feel like the exaggeration of that style—I mm. feel like Grand Budapest Hotel and and this movie have the same amount of style imbued in it the shots. It just translates better in, in animation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got I got the same that uh, the Wes Anderson feel throughout the entire movie. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't see Grand Budapest Hotel, but uh, from Moonrise Kingdom, Mister um, Fantastic Mister Fox, the Royal Tannenbaums, uh, Rushmore, the Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things like um, when um, Nutmeg would do a, a trick. It's like, yeah, at this point, I'm supposed to be balancing a four pound bowling ball on my head, but you just kind of gotta imagine that. And then they cut to the, the dog. Single. Yeah, and I'm like, that is Wes Anderson. Like, he does that everywhere. Or like the the foreground and the where you have like. Like the person talking, mm. like breaking the fourth wall, and then you have the people in the background. I just love that yeah. um, sort of because he does. He did that in a lot of his movies, really. Oh, yeah. So he's doing almost pretty much like there's at least one shot in every movie where that happens. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and it just I love that Wes Anderson just has a very distinct style. Like oh, when you're does. watching a Wes Anderson film, you know, you know it. it's a Wes Anderson film. And sometimes, like for the Grand Budapest Hotel, I think that worked against them mm. um, because in the other movies, like Moonrise Kingdom has that same style. Yeah, Darjeeling Limited has that same style, but it, it it fits with the subtlety of live action cinema. You know, like right. he composes the frame specifically. And they have that Wes Anderson style, but it's not overwhelming to the senses. I think what happened was in the Grand Budapest Motel is that it was just it was take it was it took place in a bubble. It wasn't right. like in a constant like change of scenery. Whereas like Isle of Dogs, Darjeeling, Moonrise Kingdom, like you're not in just one space. You know, you're jumping across different landscapes because in all of those movies, a common thing is that they're crossing through different landscapes. So it was easier for them to um, create that sort of stylistic uh, or create that kind of, I don't know, approach. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to say these things. No, you were right in stylistic approach. There you go. You got it. Because it's more spread out in that way. You know, that's actually that's actually a really yeah. good point. That 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 takes away a lot of like <laughs> that takes a lot of what I was gonna say from that. Uh, I just I feel like all the dogs like for Wes Anderson. I haven't seen Fantastic Mister Fox, but for Wes Anderson's style, mm-hmm. animation is a fantastic. Wait, you haven't seen Fantastic Mister Fox? No, I haven't, <gasps> no, I haven't. 
Oh, Animation is a fantastic medium for Wes Anderson. How can you style. properly compare, like, pro- properly have an opinion on Isle of Dogs though, if you haven't seen his well, Fantastic Mr. Fox? We're doing because- all, we're doing Fantastic Mr. Fox at some point in the show. So, oh, really? Because I want it in the show. Okay, but that's why I haven't watched that it. one again. Yeah, good. Word. Also. Uh, so Isle of Dogs. Yeah, yes. sorry. So, <laughs> Isle of Dogs. <laughs> the reason I brought up all of those movies is mm-hmm. because Wes Anderson's style is so specific, and yeah. I wanted to contrast. Why it didn't work for me in Grand Budapest Hotel versus why it worked for me in in, in Isle of Dogs. Okay. And it's, it's definitely, I think, the fact that it's animation. He has a lot of control over the frame. Anything that happens in the frame is created specifically for that shot. There's no manipulation of a real-life location or anything. Mm. So the amount of control and execution that he has is uh, paramount to the way that that style looks. Mm. And I think that's what made Isle of Dogs look as gorgeous as it did for me. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I love the movie. Like, without compare, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I could compare him to like his other things. Mm-hmm. And the one um, constant that I see is like you were saying earlier, Lauren, that it's a definite Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. And this one is probably my favorite of them all. I think so too. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Moonrise Kingdom was up there pretty high for Moonrise me. Moonrise Kingdom's so good. I, yeah. I love that movie, but it's like this one right here is just like the epitome of what it means to make a Wes Anderson movie. Like, yeah. Him, like I mean, this just it's like he took like. All of his signature like shots yeah. from every single movie, mm-hmm. and then just put it all in one and made it made it mesh together so well without it being too over the top. Wes Anderson, nope. yeah. you know, it wasn't it wasn't suffocating. I, I love the uh, the dogs versus uh, cats like time that was underlined because <laughs> right. like you didn't really see many many cats you know throughout the movie you know except for the main character the well he was a main like the the mayor mm-hmm. I guess he was the mayor of the uh, the area of Mega Saki the name of it has a huge cat tattoo on the back hold yeah. up this is another thing it's a yakuza tattoo yeah a what tattoo it's a yakuza, yakuza. It's, it's a Japanese gang mafia. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yakuza, yeah. yeah, it was a huge cat. But um, did you notice yourself um, laughing at things that people weren't laughing yes, at? All the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I went to, so I watched it before it started hitting the mainstream theaters mm-hmm. here. So I was at the Regal Cinemas off Providence. Yeah. And uh, like. Manor Theater, great theater if you want to see it. In yeah, Manor Theater, so cute. Mm-hmm. Um. And like it was, it, there wasn't a lot of people in there, and it was like you could tell that they were all kind of like kind of hipsters or like older like white folk who mm. wanted to watch that movie for some reason or yeah. another. Anyways, um, and like the haikus, for example, yeah. like for me, so it just struck a chord because I was yeah. like, I, I I write poetry, so it was like really fun to like see them use it in almost an ironic way because it's like, okay, this is what's happening, this is what's still happening, and then. Um, stereotypical Japanese, like, yeah. <laughs> like Confucius say or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I, I really loved how it's kind of like very specific humor. There was yeah. some dark humor that, that I, was that a was lot like, of dark humor. Yeah, like I, there was a, a point where they're all on this. Um, what would you call that? That's they're, a trash bin. That's yeah, like, like a, a trash bin that's carrying them through the air. Mm-hmm. And they see a sign and it was like uh, crushed, compacted, and incinerated. Mm-hmm. And then I bust out a laugh. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, right. like how dark is this? I you know. Was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, had this been working properly, <laughs> we, we probably would have been dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was like some little <laughs> small subtle stuff. So like the mayor is in a, a hot tub, mm-hmm. and then they come bring him these cards, you know, letting him know about the um, what was it, like three cards, and they're telling him about letting the, the him cure. know that the snout fever cure yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. And so he's reading them, and then he quickly puts them in the water with him, yeah. and then takes a phone call or something like that. Then pulls them back out of the water, and they're just completely like they weren't wet ever before right. that. And then <laughs> incinerates them in the fucking fire. Like that little scene right there was just had me rolling. Yeah. Like the fact that you put this paper in the water, brought it back up. 
I'm like, you know, you did that on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? I think, uh, like, from the beginning of the movie, I think that the movie is is probably, it's so funny. Oh, from yeah. the very beginning of the yes. movie. Mm-hmm. When, like, Jupiter's talking about, like, the story. Because we have a little prologue in the movie where it tells us, like, what the story is. Mm-hmm. And then we actually go into the story. Yeah. Um, when Jupiter's talking at first and it's like the boy Samurai, mm. it's just like he beheaded the head of like whatever, yeah, whatever. Guy, yeah. There's just like some lines of dialogue and just like, <laughs> I saw what you did there. I love, <laughs> I love Jupiter in an Oracle a lot. <laughs> you know, Jupiter, you know, was supposed to be like super smart and you know, and everything. And Oracle, like, or can Oracle read the future? You know, like, no, she just understands TV. <laughs> 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 it. Like, have you guys heard the rumor? Like, the dog always knew all the rumors? Yeah. Like, Fucking Jeff Goldblum's character. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he was like, from what I heard, that the company, they invented the flu in the first place. Where'd you hear that? I don't know. People talk. I listen. You know? <laughs> I always do that. Yeah, and it was just like, that's just so how people are, the conspiracy yeah. theorists. Yeah. Did you know that the government, they actually created AIDS? Who yeah. told you that? Well, I don't know. People talk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> how did you guys feel about um, the human, not having any subtitles for the humans and it being strictly That's actually what I was going to talk about mm-hmm. next. I think, it's a, I think it's a genius decision from yeah. Wes Anderson. I agree. Um, because by doing that, uh, you are essentially alienating the humans from your audience mm-hmm. and having and which I, I think it's really funny that he said at the beginning like every human is going to be talking in their native tongue yeah. and then all barks are represented in oh, English I've been rendered in English yeah. to <laughs> let you know that this is someone telling you a story mm-hmm. and not that you're watching the story as it happens right. uh, which is its own little genius bit of storytelling oh, yeah. itself but it gives them a proper excuse yeah. as to why the dogs speak English <laughs> and the humans don't yeah and then not only that, but the fact that he separated the the the, the humans, which are mostly Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to understand them for like an American mainstream audience, yeah, uh, and having the dogs speak English means that immediately you're now sympathizing with the dogs. Yep. You don't understand the humans. Nope. You don't know what their angle is. Yeah. You're just there with the dogs, yeah. right? And for a story about sort of marginalized, you know, creatures, mm-hmm. that is such a genius way to immediately get your audience to line up with the correct side of the story oh, yeah. for what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I fucking loved it. Yeah. And I think it was really funny to see the little language goofs yeah. where like someone, like the kids like talking passionately and giving speeches yeah. and the dogs was like, man, I wish somebody could understand the language. I was like, we understand that. I think Chief, sit. I'm not, I, I don't sit. You're being disobedient. Sit down. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is like oddly heartwarming because then they became friends after this yeah. is when Chief and the kid we're traveling alone because mm. they got separated. Oh, yeah. And then he throws a say and he was like, fetch. And then it's just like, I'm not. I don't fetch. I'm not going to fetch. Nope. Fetch. <laughs> it's like, just I'm not so doing you know, this. <laughs> I'm only doing it because I pity you, <laughs> not because you told me to. I'm not doing this because you commanded me. Mm. I'm doing this because I feel sorry for you. Yeah. That was the most heartwarming uh, moment of the, the film for me, too. Because, yeah. like, directly after that, when he fetches it and brings it back, then he goes up to him and hugs him. And then he was like, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> then washes him, gives him a full bath, grooms him, cuts his hair, and then he turns into a completely different, different dog. dog. Different yeah. dog, yeah. You're just like, oh, my God. So time. fucking cute. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they sorry. gave you a little twist, too, because, like, when he gets that full wash and then we're like, oh, shit, it's Spots. Yeah. That is fucking Spots. That's who he's been looking for the whole time. He found his dog, but he doesn't even know it. You know, so it was like for a good 15 minutes before we're introduced to the, the dog that's always so far away that we only see the shadow of. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was just a good twist that he put in there for us. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that that he, that Chief wasn't Spots. Yes. I yeah, like, I like that a lot because yeah. I thought, wait, Chief Spots? And mm-hmm. I was going to be a little underwhelmed that that was it. <laughs> me too. But I the think, fact that, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. 
I was just like, I think that Wes Anderson did a good job of like letting them know like uh, off the bat like hey this isn't spots because if you look at the pictures like oh nose. wow this is the pink I'm this is a pink nose version of me I guess but, See, but they would still throw me off with that because he had the bath but I'm like maybe he just didn't scrub his nose well enough and then they they had a, a couple of scenes to where they have the robot dogs mm-hmm. but the first time they was like I can't smell them and then the second time I was like I can't smell them so I'm like is there something going on with his nose that they just need to wash it off and then yeah. he'll be able to smell and it'll be pink you know so I was like that may be spots but yeah. we just don't know I yet. thought that was going to be the bait and switch too yeah but they, it wasn't much time from that bait and switch until, until spots actually showed yep. up so I, I didn't feel like I was strict not for into, too long. yeah yep. it's just like okay the two yes. different dogs very nice that's yep. great yep. Um, I really enjoyed Chief as a character mm. like I, I enjoyed the other supporting characters like yeah. uh, Rex and Duke and all those other yeah. guys yeah. but Chief was such a compelling character yeah it's just like from the moment of the ego you get that he's kind of like a tragic sort of hero persona yeah. and it's just like he's a stray but he's, he didn't really want to be a stray he just bites so he's yeah. like scared of ever forming a genuine human connection yeah again like that's a very common storytelling for like i don't know this movies were like crime thrillers where like you got the the, the burly cop that's kind of depressed and it's just mm-hmm. like i don't know how to love i've lost everyone i cared about yeah. you know like it's kind of like a twist on yeah. that and i really really love that aspect of chief yeah and just like, because it, it just turned into such a heartwarming little character shift. And yeah. I loved it so much. I, I, I liked a lot with, um, with, like you said, with him being the stray. And then he finally tells a story. He was like, um, yeah, I was, I was a, a house dog once. And they was like, oh, what, what? You were a house dog? Oh, tell, us, tell us a story about it. And they all gather up and sit and down in front like, of him. And like, the cutest thing <laughs> ever. They all sit down for the story. And then he tells like the saddest story, you know, that he's living in this house. And then like one day that the dog wakes him up at like 6.15 a.m. And the, the boy is all happy and everything. And then he goes to pet him and he doesn't remember what happened but apparently he bit him so hard that the kid's hand was bleeding everywhere they had to take him to the hospital yeah. and then they, they locked him down in the basement inside of a cage and it was like to this day like I still don't know that I, why I did it you know it's like I bite and it's like you get into it later in the movie it was like he was the runt of the litter he has that kind of complex about yeah. him so he doesn't even know why he's just trying to protect himself from the world mm-hmm. and he continues that complex throughout his entire life mm-hmm. you know he, he refuses to really uh, conform to what a group mentality is and he even tells the group he was like hey we we are all individuals we all can make our own let's choices let's vote on it <laughs> goes, no, no 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 let's take a vote and then he was like fuck you guys then it's like I'm cool mm-hmm. if we're gonna roll together but we all have our own individual brains we're all individual people right and that's something that the group could not figure out for themselves yeah and, and I like that he became the the kid's uh, bodyguard yeah. by the end of the movie, but he didn't sacrifice that individuality and that rebelliousness. No. I feel like the like writing wise, they did a great job at consolidating that wild, untamed per, like persona yep. with the kid's bodyguard, and knowing yeah. that you can make a friendship with the humans without being obedient to them. Yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of that's kind of like the nice little bow on top of everything mm-hmm. that I really liked for Chief. Um, really, I the movie isn't about spots or the kid it's really about chief i think yes. in terms of like character progression like Definitely. and and i and i love that because they they you walk into the movie thinking the story is going to be like a heartwarming reunion mm. with right. another dog but really it's just like how they get the dog that was already there the entire time yeah. sort of becomes a friend yeah and like learns how to like accept his own weirdness yeah. and his own like 
you know, violent tendencies. Yeah, and that, and that it can be accepted, like a nutmeg played by Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she, she's watching him, like, from on top of this trash pile, and then she was like, hey, don't drink from that water, you know, so-and-so drank from it, and their tongue, tongue turned black. You know, he spits out the water, but it's just, I, I'm thinking about it like in a real-life scenario. You have a beautiful woman there, and then she's talking to someone who you would think socially would be well below her, mm-hmm. you know, but that's just not how things work. It's like, like she said, she's not attracted to tame dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing that you would get in real life. Well, in Isle Dogs, you know, everyone's the same at that point. You know, no one's uh, better than the other. I mean, there are, of course, you know, you have your your Oracle. You see, you have your, you know, your cannibal dogs and, <laughs> uh, and that God, sense of hierarchy. Me but it's like every man for himself. It's mm. like literally dog eat dog out there because of that opening scene. I mean, you have the gangs and they're trying to fight. But then it's really cute with how they have Duke, mm. Chief, yeah. King, mm-hmm. Uh, not sport what boss, boss. Yeah. like you know you have all these like um, head of house names yeah. all, as a group and that and they, they're the ones who are like well at least chief is trying to establish you know individuality amongst yeah. all of them just based off of their name so I mean yeah you would think oh she he's a stray she's like you know a show dog but when you're on the aisle of dogs because you're all on the aisle of dogs trying to fucking like survive but- that that's sort of status is stripped away. That's where I feel like we are now, though. Even the earth, everything is the mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs. You know, seriously. So, I mean, like, you get that same trope in lots of movies. The the beautiful woman that likes the guy from the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of what we're, we're getting there. And he's able to realize that even though he is from the wrong side of the tracks, he's a stray, that he does have value, you know, throughout this entire, yeah. you know, system. And that that value is not dependent on the higher society. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a nice little thing to, 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 like, caveat in there. Because a lot of times, that's movies play that trope yeah but they play it so like oh this guy's only value comes because someone from the higher society learned how to appreciate yep yeah but in this movie it's kind of like this guy has value in that high society Mm -hmm. despite having grown up as the stray with no owner kind of thing yeah but he learned his value by himself I, I like the um, when there was a uh, they're going to attack the um, the three the three men and the robot dog mm-hmm. and they all come up with a vote. It was like let's we'll all attack them and chief you attack the robot dog. He was like what the fuck I don't want to attack the damn <laughs> robot dog. I don't got no beef with robot dog. Like why do I go do that? Everybody take a vote. Everybody that votes the chief talk, fight the robot dog. Say I I all right. So then <laughs> he goes to fight him and then um, well but before that they, they say well well no you love to fight. You're the best out of the scrap. Mm-hmm. You know you you can do it. So he goes to fight but then later on when he's with um what's Nutmeg. her name Nutmeg and he was like yeah I'm not a violent person i don't even like to fight you know i let off some steam sometimes but it's just like i'm not just inherently a violent person or a violent dog and i'm like i love that you get that bit of psychology in there Mm -hmm. you know from the the runt that that bites and does understand why you know like middle kid syndrome mm -hmm. older kid syndrome yeah yeah it comes through like that psychology is like he's not he's like i'm not a crazy person like i'm a, a crazy dog i'm regular but it's just things happen like i blow off steam i get angry sometimes and this is what happens so it's like accept me or don't but it's just you know, that's what you're gonna get that's what you yeah, get you can know? we talk about how sexy that animation oh was, yeah though? that uh, the, the animation looked oh gorgeous oh god <laughs> that, that's I don't know if you heard me laughing in that because in the room but when like that wolf lets that other dog lets out that tiny oh I fucking die. <laughs> so we are not cannibals we had one dog he was about to die anyway and we put him out of his <laughs> this misery <laughs> <laughs> letting off the saddest 
Uh, anyway, but the animation is absolutely gorgeous. Like every time they had plumes of smoke mm. or like they were sneezing, and you could see the texture of the material that they were using, mm. but you could it was still so fluid, and oh, yeah. I love that. Um, the favorite uh, detail that they show, or that he had was um, on the water how they tried oh, to yeah. depict the sparkling um, it was like glitter it was like literally glitter on clay shaped <laughs> like water but it was still so beautifully done that he they got it. away with oh, it yeah, yeah. yeah. the like, attention to detail in the animation mm-hmm. Jesus I got really close there the attention to detail in the animation mm-hmm. is so magnificent yes like there was one moment when uh, after Spot gets the, the first bath like the kid is sleeping and he's just like, it's like, oh, I gotta watch over him. And he's just walking about. Yeah. They do a close up on Spot's, uh, not <laughs> Chief's face. Yeah. As he like sits down and you can see the stomach of the kid All moving rising. up and yeah. down. The attention to detail that that takes mm. and like the uh, pain stay. I know a lot of it is CGI augmented, but it's a lot of it is still it's like hand animation. Oh, yeah. And, and is it is, so? There is some CGI in there. Yeah, the 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 standard sort of process now is like you you compose most of your scene, mm-hmm. and then you do CGI enhancements to sell things that would be too difficult to do in clay. Oh. Um, but that's not to but that's not to say that it, it you know it sort of takes away from the handcrafting animation. It's mm-hmm. just like a quicker way to streamline the process. Okay. Like a lot of uh, cool on the two strings did it. A lot of it was like green screen and they just CGI'd mm-hmm. the background elements and mm-hmm. like the environment. But all the animation was handcrafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know what approach Wesley took for all of this movie. But the attention to detail and like the, the textures of the fur, mm-hmm. the texture of skin, the freckles, the movement, the, too, the movement no looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was just, it's a gorgeous movie to look at in just mm-hmm. an animation level. and, and uh, you, you, mm. you can see that from the opening. It's yeah. When, when they have the three boys the, on the, the drums. The taiko drummers? Yes. yes. I was like, wow, to sync all of this up. Like, even just for like the first 10 minutes of that, I'm like, how long did that take you to do that? I love the sumo wrestlers. <laughs> and it was just like the most unimportant scene mm-hmm. ever. But I loved seeing the sumo wrestlers and just their fat rolls yeah. just moving around and then being tossed around. And, um, how about like the 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 main bad guy, mm. uh, the gray ghoulish looking oh, character? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, close ups yeah. on his face mm. and just like, kind of like yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. the, the fucking the details and just how disgusting he looked was yep. just so. How, how about the details from when they're they're making the sushi? Yeah, that was oh amazing. my god, <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, go in. Yeah. It was so I would eat that shit. Yeah, yeah. It, lo- it looked amazing. I don't even eat sushi, but that looked like it was very well prepared. It looked like a cooking show out of YouTube. Yeah. It's fucking and, great. And, and like, all right, so I need a clarification on this. <laughs> so um, so he's making the sushi, you know, and they uh, apparently are planning to, to kill the guy, yeah. you know. So then on the last, like, little sushi thing, he puts the, the poison on, mm-hmm. on one of them. So the guy's at home, and he's, he's eating his food, and he gets, like, to that last sushi roll, mm-hmm. and then he puts his finger in it, and then he tastes it. So, like, are we to assume, you know, by the information that we get later, it said that he's, um, he poisoned himself, air quotes, that he poisoned himself, and that in his body he had, like, ten times the amount that would have killed him or whatever? Mm -hmm. Are we to assume that he tasted it, decided that it tasted good, and then ate the entire sushi roll, or that just the amount from his fingertip to his tongue was, it was that potent? I think that... Or did not even matter in the first place? I think at the end of it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't, Um, but still... But for me, the the idea was just like they just wanted to make sure he was dead, and so like they put a really potent potion. Okay. And and poison, but yeah. that also comes back to say when we that sets you up by knowing that the poison is so potent that there's no way anybody could survive it. Yeah. Uh, and then they, the, that's a payoff in the end when the dogs are gonna get poisoned with the the wasabi poison. Right. 
And then that the Chi- can we talk about that Chinese hacker kid? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the Japanese, Japanese hacker. hacker. Yeah. That um, kid was dope as fuck, so incognito funny. as hell. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. But before we move on to that, yeah. to answer your question, I personally, I think, I mean, I think Wes Anderson kind of left it to the the viewers, you know, um, okay, control. Like for me, it made knowing Japanese culture, right? Like, mm. I I I think it would have um as a uh, okay. <laughs> like just uh, i think it added more to the story for me as a viewer thinking that oh he knew it was poisonous but he also knew that this dying would have been an important mm. part Moment, like of would have getting that movement started because had he never died he would have just been going back and forth with yep. that same you know got the, the mayor trying to convince him like pass this damn thing where areas his death was just what um started that domino effect of everything finally coming to fruition See. and him you know getting you know yeah. the, I don't the even think about that. that's, that's why that's why i asked because like he tastes it and then he just thinks about it he has like a hmm like this is not right and then then they say he poisons himself so i'm like does he just go ahead and like you said just eat the whole thing to kind of become a martyr you know to kind of set other things yeah. up you know after that and the other thing that i that i wanted to and has little to do with the movie and how it you know moves the wrong progression mm-hmm. but um they they look at nutmeg there was like how the fuck is nutmeg her hair you know so so nice like there's not there's no clean water on trash right. island right. you know and that's never discussed again like i said it has nothing to do with the progression of the movie but it's kind of like one of those opening it things it's like she's supposed to be the beautiful character yeah but the fact that she is so groomed and maintained doesn't really fit with where she's I think at she, I, right. I just read into those like she was like the newest arrival like she was just like near but but even after like at no yeah. point. I mean no, I get it. You know, but that was like how rationalized. It, yeah, the first it's like time. it's not supposed. It's not something you're supposed to think much about. But yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of a loose end. Like I don't know yeah. what's up with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I I love the like the story is not complicated. It's mm. not a hard story. Mm-hmm. It's not a very deep story. Mm-hmm. Well, but it, it can be. I guess. I mean, it, it can be, yeah. but it's not like it's not complex. It's not like Cloud Atlas. You know, oh, no, level no, complexity. No, you know. No. It's it's very simple to the point, mm-hmm. and Wes Anderson executes it really really well. Yeah, which is why I want to give him credit because a lot of directors get a really simple story, and mm-hmm. the movies look visually uninteresting, mm-hmm. visually uninspired, and they just end up having convoluted storytelling mm-hmm. with weird edits that oh, make yeah. no sense. The editing was amazing. Oh, in this yes. Movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah. It's totally okay to be excited about this because oh, I yeah. fucking loved it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. um, but like, Wes Anderson is one of those directors that like knows how to take a simple story mm-hmm. and he knows how to embellish it in all the right ways. Oh, yeah. He knows how to take the tropes that that story would carry and then sort mm-hmm. of either subvert them or exaggerate them yeah. accordingly. He's just a, a really, yeah, yeah, he's a more s- like more posh, more stylish, like James Hughes, or John Hughes mm-hmm. type director. Because John Hughes does the same thing. And this is totally mm-hmm. you know, left no, field. But like John Hughes does the same thing. He takes simple stories and then makes it, you know, digestible for the Ooh, viewer. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and then with for Wes Anderson, he takes like these simple stories and makes it like kind of it makes it fun to watch like you know he gives it some sort of unique look because if you think about it okay so Darjeeling Express is just three brothers trying to get to their dad's funeral Mm -hmm. you know fucking Fantastic Mr. Fox it's it could be just another like animation film where it's like Robin Hood um to the rich where it's it's like save the environment type piece as opposed to give more to the poor um and like Isle of Dogs, like you said, it's just it's just a simple simple story. It's nothing that you can't grasp. Right. 
but because of the way he decided to execute it and he li- he's literally done things in this movie that only he could get away with like the opening right. where you know he describes like this is the, he tells you the whole story yeah. at the beginning of the movie yeah. and then makes you watch the story exactly and, it's and then it's just the, the small things that he does in his films that makes it his style is just it's no, like like a flashback scene and then you're watching like 10 minutes of a flashback then end of flashback <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yep. Which are cute little, like, normally a filmmaker will find, like, a sort of way of letting you know that a flashback happened yep. versus a flashback. His, no, this is a flashback. This is the end of the flashback. He has no shame in his no transitions. No. And I love no it. Shame. And I love it. I love how unapologetically Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movies are. Mm-hmm. A lot of filmmakers and a lot of, like, even really good directors. Like, let's say, for example, Steven Spielberg. He's mm-hmm. a movie, Steven Spielberg. You can tell it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's nothing that Steven Spielberg says, here, this, I'm Steven Spielberg. Mm. You know, like it's kind of everything in the background. You just kind of watch enough movies, besides the long cut. Well, I'm I'm talking the camera movement. Like like that's what his number one thing is. And you can spot that on Steven Spielberg on every Yeah, yeah. But he's not saying like by that, by doing that, he tries to disguise the director in those shots. You know, Mm. like he's trying to not, he's not trying to be like, hey, this is a, this is my shot. This is just a thing that I do. It's a common it's, film technique mm. that he does very well. Yes. Which I Better feel like would only be noticeable to people like with your sort of knowledge because you guys are in the film field where Arias Wes Anderson makes it easier for someone like me who has no sort of knowledge of the technicalities behind shots and things like that to know that this is still a Wes Anderson film. You yeah. feel me? Like, yeah, like I feel like she's right. I feel like, you, like uh, a lot of people can watch seven Spielberg movies. Yeah. And not, and not know that it's not know that it's Pillsburg. Okay, but you can't really make someone watch three Wes Anderson movies and not see it, and they not know that it's at least the same guy. Mm-hmm. I got one hundred percent agree. Yeah, uh, so like I enjoy that about Wes Anderson because I think filmmakers has been like you know from the seventies. We talked about it last week, like yeah. the seventies, the studio controlled filmmaking mm-hmm. uh, versus the director controlled filmmaking. I yeah. think Wes Anderson has been consistently the I own this movie. This is my movie filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, which creates, uh, which makes a lot of like really cool independent movies, and and I enjoy that it's his vision yeah. and his vision alone, yeah. and that there's nothing faffy or complicated. It's just like no, this is just what I want to do, and you're gonna have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I love that about his type of filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, you only get it from like maybe seven directors that we yeah. have out there, writer directors. Edgar Wright's one of them. Spike Lee's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. What's our guy that we used to be on his Dick Tarantino? Edgar Wright. Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, too? yeah. I, I listened him first. Oh, you did. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was like thinking about something else, and then I tuned back into what you were saying. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah Wes Anderson is great at being very stylizing and just staying to his lane, staying to what he does and mm-hmm. perfecting it now, you know, with this film, like we've seen like Damien Chazelle, I would put in there that kind of Damien Chazelle, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've Sorry, I, I looked at movies. my movie posters and I was just like, wait, which one of them do I really con- <laughs> like mm. conceive for the story? Yeah. But yeah, go on. Oh no, I was done. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so like the, the I think that the, the really the strength of this movie are that it's a simple story, mm. executed only the way that Wes Anderson could execute it. Oh, yeah. So it's whimsical, it's fun, it's heartwarming, and it's gorgeous to look at, mm. but it never stops being the story that it wants to tell. Right. It's always that. Yeah. And, and, and that takes priority over any of the embellishments. Mm. And because of that, all the embellishments complement that simple story. Mm. And they don't exaggerate the story, they don't subvert the story. Mm. They complement what... Like, it's, like, it's like wine with a steak, you know, like... The, the steak is the story, yeah. but the wine it's is really the, like the compliment. Yeah. And, and I love that about this movie. I had a, I just from beginning to end, I was absolutely having so much fun does with anybody, all of it. Does anybody know what, what was the deal with Spots? 
So at the, at the end of the movie, you know, they they show like rest in peace spots and mm-hmm. he's dead, and then they they pan the camera down and then mm-hmm. they show like it wasn't rest in peace, it was in honor of. Oh, and I, I thought it was like yeah. a death memorial to mm-hmm. all. It was in dedication, yeah. Oh, okay, all right, okay, that's what happened. Yeah, then. so yeah, he's cause... still alive. No, he's yeah, still I mean, alive. Yeah, he's he's alive with his wife. I mean, yeah, they just showed it, but I was yeah. like, why did they show the memorial for him being dead and then go underground and he's alive? I'm like, yeah. why are they trying to hide that? But like, so yeah, it's not yeah. a rest in peace thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was I really well it. done. I would definitely go back and watch that shit again. That's, I mean, this is a Blu-ray so buy for me. Good. Huh, is Zordon Blu-ray? No, no, this is a Blu-ray buy. Oh, oh, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah! Absolutely. I mean, I'm so interested in learning what like the director's commentary mm. and like all the behind the scenes that the Blu-ray has. It's just fucking fun. Mm. Well, it is. It is. Mm. Very good movie. <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to want to hit on? I think we did it. Yeah. Are we gonna rate it? Sure. No. You go ahead. I would rate it a nine. Solid nine. Same. Honestly, I think same. Yeah. yeah, that's like I think that's the first unanimous like nine rating. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Do you yeah. think this will be the best film of 2018 so far? I think it'll be one of the most notable. Okay, there's still like a lot of months left in 2018. Yeah, yeah, like so true. far, but, I but so far, yeah, so far, so far, I think so. Come out because I feel like what how, what else has come out this year? The movies were booming. You know, when we were there yesterday, like because mm-hmm. I, I was in line, and then I'm like, is everybody here to see the same movie that I'm here to see? Because yeah. if not, I'm fucked. <laughs> You know, and then, you, then you get up there, and it was like, oh, I'll take three for The Quiet Place. Then you get up, oh, yeah, I'll take five for um, Ready Player One. Then you get another person, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take two for Rampage. It was like everybody was there to see so many different movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, the movie theaters is popping mm-hmm. right now this month. Mm-hmm. Yes, because well, we have a lot of weird, different releases. Yeah. We have like a movie for every kind of movie going. Yeah. Right now it is, yeah. 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 Was Shape of Water from this year? No, it was from 20, 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come out in like December. Count. Okay. Um, yeah. Unanimous Nines. I mean, yeah, Unanimous Nines. I mean, it's a gorgeously directed, written, it was. animated Ugh. movie yeah. that was just a heartwarming. It made me so happy. Like it was, yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster too. Yeah. Like every time there was a sad moment, mm-hmm. he would let you live in that sad moment for like five minutes and just be like, "Ha just kidding, it's mm-hmm. not sad," and then you were never mad. Yeah. Uh, the dark humor was like spot on, yes. integrated yeah. with the story. Pun uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Bounce. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like 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 dark humor was beautiful. Yeah. The humor itself was funny. Okay. It was a I, it was a really funny movie mm-hmm. without ever sacrificing the integrity of the story. Yeah. The characters were cool. I think it handled Japanese culture respectfully. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it did everything that that movie I think could have done. For me to just be like, all right, I see you, Wes Anderson. Yeah. You know, it's, and I, I, I'm proposing that we now call the, the Wes Anderson shot the Wessie. Because <laughs> he pulled a Wessie. A Wessie. Yeah, because we say it so much. Like, he's one of those filmmakers that maybe not while he's alive, people are like going to use a lot of his shots because it's such an obvious Wes Anderson shot. Yeah. people will, yeah. Um, but I, like later on in history, like that's going to be one of the shots that's going to be used. It's going to be adapted. And, like, yeah. yeah. And I reference, whenever I'm planning out shoots or something, I reference Wes Anderson a lot in my, in my compositional references. Yeah. So I feel like the Wessie should become a thing. The Wessie. The Wessie. Oh, it, it definitely will. I mean, yeah. it's like as you see filmmakers, you know, grow with these type of movies, they will. Same thing like we've seen with Spike Lee. He has the um, the still where he just puts the camera directly in front of you and puts you on like a dolly mm-hmm. and moves the dolly as if you're walking, but yeah. you're only standing still. He did that in a number of movies. So it's like that is something that's become mm-hmm. ingratiated into film because of young filmmakers. So right. I definitely believe that people will take from what Wes Anderson's doing now and we'll see it a lot in the next 20 yeah. years or so. And, and on one final note, I love how Wes Anderson handles awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's one of the funniest things because yeah. it feels so human yeah. to me. Just like the way that people just stare into each other kind of like, ah, I don't know what's happened. Dude. Like, well, definitely like, watch hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox. If you enjoyed this movie, please watch Fantastic Mr. Uh, Fox. Yeah, we have to do totally it. It's totally worth yeah. it. Uh, nine. Fuck yeah, dudes. Uh, watch, watch the shit out of this movie. It's hey. so good. 
Uh, we're going to cut and then we're going to go into the closing. And it's not even called the closing, the television and movie. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Chris looking inside. It's just like he fucked it oh, up. He's, he's going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Be right back. It's a, it's a really good time. Have you seen John's body? Yeah, John Krasinski beefed up. Right. Oh. He, he a whole goddamn I'm meal. like, okay, Jim. <laughs> I, I got to be honest out. with you. There were moments in the movie where like I realized, I realized that it was Jim from The Office and I half expected him to look at the camera and go like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the cutest thing. Nah, yeah, that was very impressive. I mean, he was just like a stick figure guy, you know, in The Office and now like looking at him, he's like, what, six foot two, six foot three? He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's a tall guy. And to get that like, kind of like body, like, rugged, oh, yes. yeah. Ugh. Good John shit, John. Get it. That's just tough. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, television and movie premieres. All right. Uh, this week in television and movie premieres, we have, uh, let's see, from Tuesday, April the 17th through Monday, April the 23rd. Uh, the first is going to be Tuesday, April the 17th. It is Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher, the honeymoon stand-up special. Moshe. You fuck with him? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Funny. I only know him. I only know him from Natasha Leggero. Like after they got married and they started doing rounds on podcasts, and I would hear him dominating her. You know, from the podcast because <laughs> like I was there for Natasha, and now your husband is here, and he just like kind of dominates the talking. He's so, a really good writer, but he's also an amazing just like stand up as well. Nice. I like him. What does he run? Like does he do telly or movies? Uh, he's or? a stand up comedian. No, but you just said she was a good. Well, his stand up, like he's oh, really great. Oh, really, really, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like... Uh, I so thought like he wrote Telly. Oh, I don't uh, think so. I but I mean, he I'm might have wrote sure, this special maybe. with uh, Natasha. But yeah, it's Natasha Leggero and Most Kasher, the honeymoon stand-up special. So um, check that out. Is That'll be on Netflix. Both of them at the same time? Both at the same time. Wait, yeah. did you guys watch fucking Seth Rogen's hilarity I started it, yeah. I watched the first hilarity? 35 minutes, yeah. No. Oh, my God. Did you just said you had to stop it? I mean, I, I guess I can finish it, but it's like, it's, it's purposely, like he, he even announces at the beginning of, the, of the, the special, he was like, Netflix has an algorithm, and then whatever is inside of that, it lets you, um, so, so basically like if you watch things on National Geographic type things, mm-hmm. then you're more prone to see animals and stuff, so then right. it'll show you more animal stuff. If you like uh, dramas, then it'll show you more drama stuff. Yeah. So he was like, so to fit that algorithm, I'm going to give you every single genre. David Attenborough. Yeah, every genre throughout the thing. So whenever whatever the algorithm Netflix has is gonna broadcast it to everyone. Did That's you get far yeah. enough to see the Rick and Morty no. one? Uh-uh. Oh my God! Dan- I think it was it was, it was with da- David Royland, okay, or Justin Royland. Justin, Justin Royland. So Dan Harmon had no part in this, but uh, Justin Royland did a little short for him. You just just if you okay, guys, if you don't care for any of it because it's pretty fucking like it's clearly for a charity. So yeah, yeah. if there's any part that you skip to watch. It has to be the part where he tries to infiltrate the animation algorithm because, okay. like, it's Justin Roiland, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking when he wrote that bit, but... Yeah. Justin Roiland's comedy is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a weird guy. That is an nice. understatement of the century. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta watch that. I'm, I oh like Justin Roiland. Okay. I'm into him. Yo, watch certain parts. Because like I said, yeah. there's, what, it's like an hour long? Yeah. And is this on Netflix? Yeah. There's, okay. The Muppets are in there randomly. Yeah. Like seriously, like, like every 10 to 12 minutes is a different genre. So it's like you might be happy for 10 minutes and then you won't be happy for another 30 and then be happy for like five minutes here, you know, so. That's kind of, that's exactly how it was. Yeah. yeah so. so like it, it covers a lot. But that's they, pretty interesting. But, um, but yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Hell yeah! But Sarah, that's, and then Sarah Silverman looked really hot. She's always Sarah Silverman hot. always yeah. looks hot. She's oh. always hot, but she's just like 
Damn, Earl. Yeah. He was I love Sarah Silverman. Oh, you, Jesus. There's, there's, <laughs> something, scared me. there's something about women, like, after they hit that 40-year-old mark, it's like, it just... Something <clears throat> from the gilf guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, 10 years from now, Sarah Silverman, oh my okay, God. Okay, Denzel. Isn't she like 40? Oh God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. She's already oh. 40, but I'm like, she, she hit the mark to where she's starting to hit that, your very fine mark. As soon as she hits, like, 50, oh, God, watch out, Sarah. Mm, I'm going to be coming for that old veg. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. No, you shouldn't be. No. Oh, I'm always man. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret, Captain. Yeah. That's your niche, man. But all right, but that's uh, that's Natasha Leggero. That's going to be Tuesday, April the 17th. The next thing is going to be Friday, April the 20th, Mercury 13. It's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, when the when NASA was seeking its first astronauts in the late 1950s, it ultimately settled on an all-male group, uh, the Mercury 7. But the agency also evaluated a group of 13 women, many of whom tested better than most of the men, but were passed over no, nevertheless. So this is a documentary about all of those women. I mean, we had a... Um, what was the, the movie that we had with um, Olivia's... Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. I seen that movie and loved it. Couldn't even think of the name, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like Hidden Figures, I would assume, but this okay. is an actual documentary about those women. Uh, so that's Friday, April the 20th. Say documentary one more time. Documentary? Documentary. Okay. Sorry, that was just... In my head, <laughs> the word documentary doesn't register as the word documentary. You know? Oh, you're saying documentary. Yeah. I'm saying it like documentary. documentary. Yeah. It, it fucked me T-A-R-Y. up. T-A-R-Y. Like, oh, wait, is that the same word? Yeah. Documentary. That's how it's spelled. It's the same word, documentary, documentary. Yeah, just a pronunciation. I just, just like tomato, tomato. Yeah, we've, already, tomato. we've already yeah. we've gone through that. That doesn't make sense. You can't, documentary isn't accurate for the spelling. You know, oh my God, stop. We're not going into a salmon That's Terry, and to say it tree is like that kind of takes away the A. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But I like... That's one of those, like the word literally. Yeah, literally. I, have, I, I can't do it that way. Like my, like, my tongue just won't do that really easy. Worcestershire? Worcestershire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When, you hear, when he went on the rant about the, the Worcestershire people, yeah. I was like, why do you care what, how people say stuff? <laughs> so like, I, I just noticed the difference like right now. It just yeah. was on my head. That's why I mentioned it. Fuck. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's, that's what happens when you're bilingual <laughs> and uh, you, try, you learn English from another language, from another culture. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. That's, uh, that's Friday, April the 20th, Mercury 13 on Netflix. Uh, the last show coming out this week is awesome. It is Sunday, April the 22nd. It's Westworld. Uh, anybody no. that's seen Westworld season one, you already know what this show is about. It's a drama sci-fi on HBO at 9 p.m. Uh, so everything that you've seen last season is going to get more crazy. Is Hopkins still in that? Uh, Anthony Hopkins, is yeah. that his name? Yeah, he's still in it. Yeah. Okay, cool. He plays a black hat guy. He's right. um, he, he plays a creator of Westworld, right? Uh, he's not a creator. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, the Hannibal Lecter guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. He plays yeah. A, one of the creators of it, yeah. I, Westworld looks interesting, and I, I want to sit down and like watch it. It's, it's, it's very complicated. So it's like yeah. three episodes, and you're like, what the fuck? But you got to watch the entire season Together. just to get what the fuck they were trying to I watched to the first episode. Yeah. Rachel Evan Woods is in that, isn't she? Who? Rachel Evan Woods. I don't know who that is. Um, the actress from 13. Um, Reasons why? Marilyn Manson's ex-wife. What? I don't know who she is. Nah. Uh, no. I haven't watched the show, so I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think she's in that. She was in True Blood also as the queen of the vampires. But I 
if she is, if that is the right show that I'm thinking about, I would watch it just for her. Oh, Across the Universe. She was the main love oh. interest in Across the Universe. Did okay. you watch that? I didn't see that. Okay, okay yeah. never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment for me then. But the, um, the, the, the good thing about the show, because I mean, it's two, it came out two years ago. So if you yeah. haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil what the show was about. But uh, the way that they edit it, they have a guy in a white hat. They call him White Hat. And he's just now coming to the game. And, they're trying to, and he's trying to figure everything out. He wants to be the good guy and save these fake people and, and, and venture around it. And then they edit it in a way to where there's also a villain, an older white guy. He wears a black hat. They call him Black Hat. And he goes around. She got a big booty, so I call <laughs> him Big Booty. booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he's just, um, he, he's, he's He's um, uh, cynical to it all. Like he's been in the game for so long, he doesn't give a fuck about being good. He's just trying to like win the game and get to the end. And by by the time you get to the last episode, you realize that the young white hat is old black hat. Is they it just the same guy. It's the exact same guy. Oh, okay. But they just edit it in a way that you don't realize that the white hat is a young version of it and black hat is an older version of it. Okay. And so it looks like it's happening at the same time, but it's definitely Actually. not. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I feel, so it's not time travel. It's just that it's intercut. Yes, yeah, intercut. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's like wow. you don't you don't even realize that it's intercut until the last episode. You'd be like, oh fuck, that's not two different people. That's the same person. It's Interesting. The corruption. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, the corruption. Like he turns out good, and then he's in it for thirty years, and he eventually turns to be the bad guy. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But oh. that's not made me want to watch the show more. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I just want to see how they execute that. That's why fucking spoilers are bullshit, I think. Some I, I things mean, benefit from spoilers. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. like, unless you watch that whole thing, you're just like, what the fuck? But yeah, that's uh, Westworld Season 2 is coming back. That's it for television. We got two movies coming out this uh, week. The first one is Super Troopers 2. Been waiting on this since like 2005. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I, I are you serious right now? One. I'm serious right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. No, like that. Oh. That movie was awesome. Like for stoners in like the early two thousands, like awesome. Uh, I haven't seen it. I have to. It's, it's a super like. It's it's almost like slap. No, it is slapstick. You know, you know what was that? Yeah, that? I know exactly what kind of comedy okay. it is. Go what's ahead. that? What's that? Oh, fucking cop show on Reno Comedy Central. Yeah, Reno I thought it was Reno Nine One One when the first yeah, shot yeah. happened. Okay. It's like the same level of raunchy, except in like film format. Yeah. yeah. Reno 911 actually took their ideas from Super, Super Troopers, Troopers yeah, yeah, from the first one. But yeah, Super Troopers is going to be out. It's a rated R. It's a comedy crime mystery. I love that poster. Yeah. <laughs> When, when a border dispute arises between the U.S. and Canada, the super troopers are tasked with establishing a highway patrol station in the disputed area. Uh, the director and writer is Jay Chadden Chestershire. It stars uh, Linda Carter, Rob Lowe, and Brian Cox. And the, uh, the last movie that we have is... Rob Lowe's pretty funny. Sorry, okay. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like he's, people, he's underrated in the he's funny. literally... One of the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, park and rec, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is an Amy Schumer comedy. It's I Feel Pretty. It's a PG-13 movie. Uh, the rundown is a woman struggling with insecurity wakes up from a fall, believing she is the most beautiful and capable woman on the planet. Her new confidence empowers her to live fearlessly. But what happens when she realizes her appearance never changed? Uh, the directors are Abby Cohen and Mark Silverstein. It stars Amy Schumer, Michelle Williams, and Busy Phillips. So me and Brian just exchanged a look, yeah. but I think we exchanged a look for two different reasons. One, I know you don't like Amy Schumer. For me, though, mm. I, just hearing that, I think I think it's a really interesting angle at women empowerment. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because as as a female that struggles with you know self esteem, mm. you know I I have my days where like damn bitch you fine, and mm. then I have my days where like damn bitch what happened? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like 
what like you're still the same fucking person like yep. i didn't I, I maybe put on some eyeliner today and no, that yeah. was it and yeah. it really that that drastic uh view of yourself from day to day is so very real for mm. women and men alike mm, definitely you know and yeah. so i think i shared my look because i was kind of like on board with it until she said what happens when she like the 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 thing said what happens when she realized that she's always been the same mm-hmm. like yeah. like she looks the same but she's still the same like she didn't change yeah. it's just it was like something she got but i heard that and what i read yeah. what what he's read that and what i heard was just like are you a stupid film goer <laughs> here here's a stupid feel good movie for you and that's, that's what you, I heard I heard Amy <laughs> Schumer and I feel pretty I was like Jesus Christ what did she write this time you know what <laughs> I mean but as he read it I was like okay okay yeah. okay yeah. Oh, it's like I didn't I didn't see her last movie but I mean I, what, what was, was her that? last movie uh, it was her, snapped with a snatched or sna- yeah snatched with, uh, with her Goldie and Goldie Hawn yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, she did a movie before that which I really liked um, the first train wreck I like train wreck a with lot with Bob really? yes I heard a lot of shit about train wreck train was very good from the dude from SNL what is his fucking Bob name? no that's not SNL no um, that's a Breaking Bad dude yeah, um, better call SNL had a guy named Bob um, not Bo- I think his name is Bob he's the weird, the one who always plays the weird, creepy guy who. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's that's his name is Bob. I know you're talking about though. Yeah. He he was on commercials uh, too. Shit. No, yeah, I don't know his name too. Yeah, uh, she was really good. And um, John Cena was in that movie. LeBron James was in that movie. Like they had Could a lot. Of, LeBron James. LeBron James. No, you couldn't see John Cena in the movie at all. <laughs> He's just in the credits. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's such a stupid joke. I'm sorry. You know, he has a movie out now, or John is he Cena's? about to have Rampage, a movie out? I think. That's, uh, no, that's The Rock. Yeah. It's like the one where like they're trying to stop their kids from having sex on Block, cock, uh, cock blockers. Cock blockers, yeah. Oh, blockers? Mm-hmm. Blockers, yeah. yeah. Blockers. I mean, it's, it's it's got a picture of a cock and then blockers. Yeah. So I'm calling it cock blockers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how are people supposed to enjoy that movie if they can't even see the main character? Oh, that is very true. Very true. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's for, uh, for television and movie premieres for this week. That's interesting. About uh, do you know who I, who surprised me uh, when we were watching the trailers? Uh, Melissa the McCarthy. Oh, huh? damn it. Right. Which what movie? Oh, they had a, a preview for The Grinch movie coming out this November, and I cannot wait to see Oh, I didn't see that. Because you didn't show Grinch up until 7 goddamn 40. That's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like, like, that's a problem to miss the, um, to miss the trailers. The previews, yeah, yeah, the previews, yeah. Another <laughs> Grinch movie? No, no, this isn't a live action one. This is strictly cartoon. No. Uh, oh, so they're redoing the animation. Yeah, yeah. The animated version. Yeah, the animated version. So, like, it's going to be CGI. It thing. looked Oh, please. Awesome. Is it going to be CGI? It's CG, but but it looks... Uh, I'm telling you, like, I, w- I wanted to see that movie more than any other preview that they had out there. It looks really good, and it's funny. Yeah. I'm going to give it the benefit okay. of that. I'm not attached to the Grinch franchise I at all. definitely so. am. I, I am. like, I like evil characters. I really characters. feel like they should not... They did a good job with the Jim Carrey one. They started us off there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a big fan of the Grinch. I like... People that are perceived to be bad, but out have more depth. Mean one. Mr. Grinch. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah what, what were you saying? Uh, I was surprised by Melissa McCarthy uh, in the trailer where she's a writer that starts writing fake. I forgot the name. She starts writing fake letters from famous writers and then selling them for money, and it's kind of like an insurance scam. Okay. It's like a really dr- dramatic looking movie, hmm. but it's Melissa McCarthy uh, as the as aspect actress. of comedy in it. Pardon? So you know there's going to be some like aspect of comedy well, that's, in it. That's the thing. Like there's going to be some comedy in it because like she's uh, she's kind of 
funny and good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the trailer was cut as a dramatic movie. So, yeah. like, they, we didn't get any funny out of the trailer. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. We didn't get any funny out of the trailer. It's like a proper story. Okay. And, like, I, I watched in the trailer, it's just like, who the fuck is that? And then yeah. it said Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. And it's just like, when the fuck did she learn how to act to Louise? Yeah. Uh, it just surprised me because Melissa McCarthy, I see her as, like, sort of like an Amy Schumer type Ooh. person. Because um, I've only, I've only. She got her start on Gilmore Girls. I've As never Suki. seen. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen her in the recent movies. Mm-hmm. Like she was in Ghostbusters. She was in like what the? She was in a couple, like a movie a couple years before okay. the female Ghostbusters. Uh, she was uh, was one of the bridesmaids. No, no, no. She was with. Uh, she was in bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Was well, Heat. Heat. I, I remember he, Heat. Yeah, with, with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like those are the kind of movies that I remember her from. So I didn't know that she could do like the super dramatic sort of acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm into it. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised by it. Yeah. So, cute. Yeah. Did y'all? Did y'all see? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did y'all see the um, the trailer for "I'm Sorry to Bother You"? Yeah, that looked or awesome. Didn't mean to bother you or whatever. Bo Burnham, that? fucking Bo Burnham, bro, directed that. Bo Burnham. I'm Bo Burnham. so wow. mad. You guys got to see all these great ass trailers because I because you you guys have watched right. movies from when at the at the manor, right? Yeah. So like. Because it's like limited release at that point, yeah. they're not gonna have good trailers. You know what trailers they gave me? They, they gave me they gave me two trailers. <laughs> and you know what those two? They were both horse movie related trailers. I was horse. like, <laughs> me and me and Blake were sitting in the movie theater. I don't even like, know they were like horse the movies. Fuck? Coming like, out. <laughs> is this a thing? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are there so many horse movies coming yeah. out in 2018? I mean, it's hot time. You know, uh, it's hot time for horses upset. to get Eighth accurate grade. Re- representation. Uh, is that the one you're talking about? Eighth grade? You said horse women need representation. <laughs> <laughs> horse need more representation in Hollywood in this high time. They had Hidalgo. They had Seabiscuit. Mm-hmm. That's that's plenty. Yeah. Start bringing Bojack Horseman back. Yeah. Secretary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that War, Secretariat. War yeah. Horse. Um, and they had a lot. All right, wait, what the fuck? You were talking about, uh, what movie were you talking about? Uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, sorry to bother oh, yeah, you. Sorry, sorry to bother you. you. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Uh, great fucking... It looked it looked fucking great. It, it it was very uncomfortable for me in the theater watching mm-hmm. that because most of the people in there I don't I think I was the only black person in the theater I didn't see any other black people in there but no, I was beside right. I was beside an older white guy and his wife and I could hear people kind of laughing at certain stuff and I was like I don't know how I feel about this movie <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the movie like the trailers I was okay with but it kind of felt coonery a little bit for me watching it okay here's my white voice and I'm gonna have a little bit for the homies and a little bit for me right. ah! and I'm just like I don't know I think the trailer looks like that yeah. but uh, I think the the story seems to be like it seems to be more focused on the identity like like I hope, oh, like from, guy, yeah. from, from the commercials, I was really compelled because like they had some very nice um, choices to where they even showed in this trailer to where he's sitting down in his desk and then he falls into the room as yep. if he's actually there at the dinner table. So I was like, okay, that's some really really nice choices, you know, they're mm-hmm. using. So I was like, I still kind of want to see it, but I was a little on it. I'm excited for the filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm particularly excited about. Oh, yeah. uh, another good trailer. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> uh, you like Bo Burnham, right? I love Bo Burnham. So you know, I, I'm excited to. He's hear yeah. That he's writing. He's well. He took up after. Writing. What after the special what he took a break to write and direct cinema, so that's oh. kind of what he's going on now. He's has, he's not doing stand up for a while. Well, because Make Happy was his last one. That's the one I meant. Make oh, Happy. Okay. <laughs> so after that, he said, "I'm not going to write and perform any more stand up. I'm going to write cinema." Okay. And he has a movie called Eighth Grade coming out uh, this year, which I'm really excited about. It's like a coming of age story. You know, the, the kind of like on the not on the vein of Edge of Seventeen, but that kind of. I idea. watched Lady Bird, but. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we'll talk about that in a yeah. second. Um, 
So I'm just interested to see because he was that kid that got bullied in high school and mm. like sort of the, the outcast persona. Yeah. And now he's written movies about that kind of character. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how his interesting brand of humor carries on into filmmaking. Okay. Yeah. So we're burning movie. Uh, I think you should check. It's called Eighth Grade. Have That's... you ever watched any of his stand-up, Chris? Yeah, I watched Make Happy. Um, when me and Brian first started hanging out, you were all into so fucking, I was sucking his dick hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, so he's good. great. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. What do you think of Lady Bird? Coming age of stories. Yeah. So I watched Lady Bird. Yeah. I was after hearing you guys put it on your list for like the top movies of 2017. Yep. So was that I was a, like really top fun. two for each of us. Yeah, top yeah. two. Sure yeah. Was. So I was just like, oh, well, shit, I gotta see what's up. Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was painfully relatable. Oh yeah. Um, because yeah. I actually had a boyfriend mm-hmm. that I was madly in love with, mm-hmm. and I won't say names, <laughs> but because mm-hmm. you know him. Funnily enough, we went to high school with him. Oh, you gotta um, tell me this guy. To <laughs> um, and like, or at least you know his little brother. And 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 it turned out he was gay. And what's funny is like, so he and I, we were dating for a while. We then we decided to do a play together. I actually asked him to try out for, for the play yeah. with me, so we would have something to do together. Uh-huh. And then like. You know, I meet all his family. I'm well ingratiated into his family, yeah. his into mine. You know, all this different stuff. Come to find out, you know, he's cheating on me with some, like, one of the one of the guys in the play, yeah. which was a musical as well. So it was just like, I was like, oh, my God, it's just mm. like they do. And, of course, you know, her, her, her like, whole, like, trying to be rebellious and, like, mm. you know, no one believing that she'll actually make anything of herself, you know, it's just something I completely related no. to on that I cry like a bitch well. in that movie. Is, yeah, it was so good. It's the guy that he was cheating on you with. Did he look better than you? I mean, well, that's a, that's actually a lot of self awareness, man. You, you know, that's like, like I like. I if mean, I, honestly, like at that point in time in my life, I mean, that was it, in throughout high school. That was probably, in my opinion, the cutest I've ever looked. But I still you do were pretty think, cute in high school. Thanks. You're so cute, but just, uh, not not as much though. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, well, now um, that's our time for today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he cute? I you gonna you know. I think standards wise, I think he was probably cuter than me. Oh. Um, but mm. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> because of, yeah, right. I was like, mm, I mean, <laughs> so you like the movie? Yeah, it was a really good. All right, movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, I think that's all. Fuck the time. you, Chris. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would think. Yeah. That's what I would think. Like, I mean, if, yeah, if I'm in the exact same situation mm-hmm. and then my partner turns out to be gay, like, I'm going to be looking at the person that they're with. I'm like, are they better than me? I don't care yeah. if it's a guy or a girl. Like, I'll match myself up with women just as well as I do men. Yeah, no, I, I Like, do that. I look better than that guy? Do I look better than that girl? Like, yeah. same way. A girl that I dated briefly recently got married. And I'm not going to lie. I, 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 like, I kind of went like, huh, what the fuck? I'm better <laughs> yeah. than the guy. Right. Just yeah. like a fuck that guy. That was better. I I find great satisfaction when my exes can't find people better looking than me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Best I you'll don't. ever fucking really have. I'm, I'm the opposite of that. Because then I feel like it's like kind of say I work on a project. And then after I'm done with the project, then the project fails. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what did I do? I didn't help 
anything here. You know, so it's like if I work on a project or if I'm with, you know, someone for a significant amount of time, then I want to see them go on and do better because now it doesn't look like I've wasted my time investing into shit. See, I think the well, difference I'm is just like, a vindictive evil That's what it bitch, sounds like, yeah. So. <laughs> it's like I was with a <laughs> shitty thing and it's, I don't know. I like, it makes me feel better to know that it doesn't look like I'd have spent all my time in I'm shit. I think, mm-hmm. I think, uh, the, I, I think I'm the project. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> anyway, I think that I'm going to get after that insightful commentary. I'm going to cut it off and, and <laughs> see you next week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. You can find us, uh, on Facebook at the FFS podcast. Mm. My, uh, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Apple, Apple Podcast app and Google Play Music app, not iTunes. Apple God, Pay. I was doing so fucking well. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple, po- Apple Podcast app and Google Play Music <laughs> under the name Apple Coppler. <laughs> for film's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Pie. Uh, cyanide Pills. <laughs> um, and happiness. And my, person- my fucking personal Twitter handle is at Brian at Chia. There's no happiness in this. <laughs> I mean, a T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. And I'm at Lil Pandy Burr, like Gucci Burr, and that's L-I-L-P-A-N-D-Y-B-U-R-R. And Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on the second time in a row. Yes, uh, no problem. It was fun talking to you about all the bugs. And uh, we'll see you bitches next week. No, I don't, I don't want to call you bitches. We'll see you next week. Arr- Arr- <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.